Carl's Jr. has this $6 burger, which really only costs $3.95, so you think you're getting some deal. But the truth is, it may be the best franchise burger out there. Well, I went there yesterday and ordered three. By golly, those suckers almost filled me up. You know, when I got home, I still had to have a box of Eggos, but that doesn't take away from Carl's achievement. I mean, here's a guy who's got to go through life as Carl Jr., right? Very. Like, he can never get out of the shadow of his dad, the original Carl, I guess. Barry, do you think this compulsive eating has something to do with thinking you killed your mother? That you're eating yourself to death as punishment? You do think you killed her, right? I never said that. You're a nutcase. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. everybody welcome back to film sack this is film sack episode 352 continually mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind welcome to the show everybody i'm scott johnson joining me today brian he wears a pair of really shitty chuck taylor's dunaway no they're not that shitty oh hi hi <laughs> greetings human i am dudley duddits of the space mounties and i am in pursuit of donny duddits he's uh how do you humans say special <laughs> apparently he has emotionally attached himself to a cartoon dog with a speech impediment and hopes to endear himself to humans by tiging on these properties. Wow, this is more complicated than necessary. Anywho, <laughs> have you encountered such a being? Also, did you know it's butt weasel season? Be sure to cover your orifices, human. Coincidentally, we have been monitoring your people, and I have a friendly bet going on with the crew. If it's bestiality when a human attempts to mate with an animal, gross by the way, what is it when, uh, do they kind of call it uh, mestiality when one attempts to please oneself? The galaxy wants to know. Is it mestiality? Jeez, how much Oxy and daytime TV was King watching when he wrote this? Kiss my bender. A lot, turns out. A whole lot. While he was actually it was while he was on like a lot of painkillers is when he wrote this, which will yeah, because he just lot of he just got ran over, right? Yeah, this was right he after his accident. Yeah, yeah, and he well, there's stuff to say about that. We'll get to in a minute. Also with us, Randy, Mister Gay, go away, Jordan. Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian. Hi, Randy. Wipe cut. Our listeners know that we're all good <laughs> friends now, but I don't think we've ever told the story of our origins. Wipe cut. We were four different, uh, distinctively different looking children. It was always summertime, and there were train tracks and an old abandoned building of some sort. There were Vancouver ferns growing in rural Maine, and one of us was the nerd. One of us was the feisty one. One of us was inexplicably like four years younger than the others, and we happened to cross paths with an alien or an old hermit who possessed a magic object or something like that, and that bonded us for life. Wipe cut. Now we get together in this cabin in the wilderness because there's literally no place closer to town that's big enough to hold us or something. We share farts and one bedroom, but we God. never share our true feelings. Because if we ever do, 
wipe cut. We know our knowledge <laughs> will trigger a globally devastating supernatural event and we'll have to save the world. What a unique story, guys. We should probably write it down because I bet no one has ever published such a thing. Freeze frame on Scott's smiling face. Yeah. Do I that. done it. <laughs> I done it. Well done. Uh, New and, Apple uh, tool, by the way. Yeah, yeah really, it. really good. Finally, <laughs> Brian, please don't pick up his toothpicks after they fall on the raspberry poo floor, Ibbet. Oh, I, just jumping right to what Gross got up the most. Mm. Well, what I think. Anyway, we'll get to that. We'll yeah, get to we'll that. get to that. Uh, but before we get to that, we got to talk about SSDD, right? I mean, you mm -hmm. know, I was just stroking, uh, scratching my head, or uh, stroking my head, scratching my head, <laughs> trying stroking to figure out. Bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> my head. I need more coffee. Yeah. Scratching my head, trying to figure out what SSDD stood for, because you know it's just not explained very well in the movie. Yeah. I think it's. Yeah. No, is it stupid show doesn't deliver? No, no, <laughs> that can't be it. Uh, some stilted dialogue, dude. No, no. Um, how about, sorry, Steven, different director? <laughs> uh, and finally, maybe some advice that I should have taken while watching this movie. Stop streaming. Do dishes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. No kidding. By the way, was it SSDD? Is that right? Yeah. SSD, That's SSD, right. SSD, right. Same okay. shit, different day. Okay, different same day. shit, different day. I, uh, for the life of me, this is what happens when you're kind of around technology a lot. All I could think of was... <laughs> Solid state, solid state data drive, ah, just in my head nice. the whole time. Solid state data drive, yeah, love it the whole time. Anyway, the movie is Dreamcatcher. This is a Stephen King joint. Well, his based on his book anyway. Uh, it was uh, adapted for the film by Lawrence Kasdan himself. Not only uh, directed this, but wrote the screenplay or co-wrote it with William Goldman. And you'd think to yourself, now, wait a minute, that's Lawrence Kasdan. Wow. Kasdan's made yeah. some pretty important, great movies. He wrote the. Uh, uh, the Empire. Empire Strikes Back, and also the, the latest Star Wars was his deal, or seven, mm -hmm. I should say, episode seven. And uh, he's a big deal, big producer. The big he, chill, body heat, accidental tourist. Yeah, these are big ones. I, one of my favorite guard. westerns ever was uh, Silverado. He wrote and directed that. Uh, can we can we touch on William Goldman for Pete's sake? I mean, we're uh, talking yeah. the Princess Not Bride, Butch Cassidy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He yeah. wrote Maverick. We saw Maverick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, he the guy oh, they've all man. made some things and they've all done quite yeah. well for themselves and and Kasdan's still kicking it. He's got a son as well who's a director now and doing great work. So you'd think to yourself, "Oh man, what a combo." And not, not only that, but a pretty a, a young but up and coming cast of of mm -hmm. uh, faces we're all going to see for a very long time and we're super stoked about all this. Let's get this together and they come together and they made a big hot steaming <laughs> pile of shit movie is what they made. <laughs> I was I was going to say though a bunch of faces where we love and are great actors, and one guy from New Kids on the Block. Just oh, no, no, I like I like Wal Wahlberg. I like Donnie, Wahlberg. Donnie did great. Yeah, Donnie's fine. Although I don't, you know, this role, whatever. But he was great in Sixth Sense. Say, I liked him in the Saw movies he was in, even say, though those movies were good. Yeah, <laughs> he's good on TV. Like of the Wahlberg brothers, he is. He's a good. He's That's a cop. Like the best cop ever. Yeah, you know, he's good on TV. He's a good cop on, on that show in Boston. I forget the name of the show. Yeah, though. Blue Bloods. If you watch Blue Bloods, you might be my mom. Yeah, it, it's all right. <laughs> You're not wrong. It's totally like an NCIS kind of audience for, for, for. old folks. It, 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 it totally it's like is. The, it's like the Matlock for that generation. Kind of. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Except aside it's... from Wahlberg, I mean, look at the look at the you know the the group you've got here. You've got dude from Homeland. You've got dude from Justified. You've got dude from Saving my Sizemore. Name, oh, my name is Earl. <laughs> you got Earl. Wait, Saving got... Sizemore. Oh, 
That was a great <laughs> reference. Great <laughs> reference. That was really good because in my head I was saying Saving Silverman, but you're right. There was that reality thing. And yeah, you know what? So, at the, at yeah. the time, Sizemore is probably the most accomplished. Morgan Freeman really takes off in the like five years after this movie. Literally with his eyebrows, he takes off. <laughs> I don't know. You're <laughs> saying that Morgan Freeman... You're saying, as soon as he appeared on screen, look at those eyebrows! Oh, they were crazy. <laughs> But you, but, fake. but ahead, you, sorry. you don't think Freeman? I mean, Free, you're so you're saying by 2007, that's when Freeman hit his stride. I don't know about oh, that. Oh, you're saying you're saying Morgan Freeman's in this movie? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Morgan Freeman, who's barely in this movie. But I mean, I'm, I'm I'm I would argue that his career was well established, and this is a dip for him. This is like a weird offshoot thing that he shouldn't have been involved in. For sure, and, yeah. And and it was Easy did, Reader on Electric Company. Come on, that was you did, know. How did it never Morgan, stopped. I would I would love to know if Morgan Freeman and Tom Sizemore ever went to Lawrence Kasdan and were like, "What are you doing with our characters, man? Like, yeah. have you ever directed right. a film before? Yeah. We, you're, you're putting us you're putting us in the last third, giving I, us nothing." Yeah. I'm gonna argue once again for uh, actors not being able to see the complete piece of yes. what's going on, and so they're kind of like, eh, "This might work." I don't know. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna play through. I'm gonna do the best I can, mm. and then whatever the comes scene. down to the other side is uh, what it is. Mm. Yeah, the scenes we're not in might be really good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh crap! I didn't start my timer. I was in a betting pool about when in the episode I would call for Scott Fletcher. Crap! Oh. Well, it's I may, a, you I may have a terrible... won or lost somebody some money. That's all right. You, t- you picked a terrible week for it because Scott Fletcher did not provide lines this week. All not right. none, oh. not fault of his own. It's all on me. I should have warned you before the show. Is he is he in the bathroom uh, picking up toothpicks? Taking Mm -hmm. the shit, Uh, or is he or is he out getting some duct tape? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So this movie is weird in that regard. So I'm glad you brought those things up. It is, uh, at one moment, a kind of in some places funny comedy, like Mm kind of nailing it. I think the best actor in this entire thing is Jason Lee. I think he's killing it. Um, Mm -hmm. He was really funny. He, they yeah, killed him off too soon, but he's funny. But his dialogue, it's it's like he was reading these lines for the first time. Like bite my bag, and oh, he took one right up Fifth Street or whatever. <laughs> How else it, do you it, read those? It just felt like it didn't feel like like he was he had memorized those lines. It was like they handed them to him right, right before they started rolling the cameras. Because Jason Lee can deliver stuff like that, like nobody's business. Oh yeah, right? for like, sure. Uh, totally agree with that. Um, uh, I mean the 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 uh, the Kevin Smith movies are a perfect yeah. e- example of how he can deliver stuff like that you, and make it seem believable. Mm-hmm. Do you think uh, the toothpicks were impeding his acting? <laughs> I'm <laughs> sometimes when he was like when he was outside yelling at the helicopter, when he was yelling at God flying in the helicopter. Yeah, uh, I was thinking, how is he yelling with a toothpick in his mouth? You ever tried to yell I, with a toothpick oh, in your mouth? Yeah, can't do it. I kind of want to come back to the bigger picture here and explain the film because mm. it's so it's such a ripoff of so many similar things. Mm. And, and we know, <laughs> right? We yeah. all know we all know Stephen King writes the same stuff over oh, and over, right? He, God, we get it, Stephen King. You had three close friends when you were a kid, and you always <laughs> all had adventures together. We get it. Yeah, okay, we totally on. get it. Yeah, exactly. And we get it that you think all people who you might call handicapped or mentally challenged. You think they somehow commune with the supernatural. We get it. Right. Every movie, every book he's written, there's some character like that, I swear. I don't care. I like it. I I do too. I like it. I like it in the Dark Tower books. It's a it's a really pivotal point in those books. I like it in Insomnia. I like you know, he it's just a trope he always goes to and may Mm -hmm. actually believe for all I know. You know, for all I know, he thinks that 
you know the kid up the street that's that was born funny is is talking to the uh, talking but, to the witches i don't know you know i'm okay with that because stephen king has built a huge like almost a multiverse a, a large verse of of characters and languages that exist inside all of his works even down to the point that we we have things going on in Derry which is the same town which yeah. uh, you know it is in as that's well as complaint. these yeah. that's our complaint man I We're know saying, but I mean why yeah. complain about different <laughs> facets of a bigger story if, because if it's Stephen, a bigger story if right. Stephen King ever goes on a Caribbean vacation for the first time we will get the first story on an island out of him <laughs> Yeah, like, it's, it's unbelievable how located he is. This movie, yeah. this movie doesn't just reference it. Dirt it was name. surreal. It was surreal watching this movie after having seen it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, because this movie doesn't just reference it. This movie crosses over with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like right. yeah. Well, there's a they're flat out part of the same story. Yeah, well, they're, only they're... because only because this the kill the kid stories take place during '79 when it was not active, and mm -hmm. after it would have been active is the only reason why you probably don't cross over, even though we do see the missing kid uh, kind of idea that goes on in Derry a lot. Yeah. They always, there's always a kid missing. That girl was missing, which is weird. Like they, they, they absolutely, this stuff's all tied to it in like crazy ways. And I'm sure the book was too. I haven't read Dreamcatcher, so I can't well, speak to it, but I'm and sure. And that's a question I have. I wonder if anybody who's read Dreamcatcher. Okay. Yes, uh, I have. You okay. have. Okay. Is did they pull some stuff from it to kind of fill in some blanks, or no. is Dreamcatcher really uh, same shit, same it, different day? Yes, exactly. Right. That's exactly right. Is <laughs> but it's self, it's self referential. Stephen King. Now this is just backstory that I happen to know because I've read a lot about this over time. Stephen King was uh, he he was unable to sit at his desk after the accident. And so he was writing all this long form mm -hmm. and he was taking a lot of things that he already knew and was just trying to get out of this pain that he was in while at the same time taking drugs, all these pain medications and things. So he wasn't really trying to escape or create something outside of that world. He was trying to look at it in a different angle, uh, just a little bit from what I've read. Okay. And, uh, so, I mean, I, I'm not surprised all those think these things are here, but I'm not also surprised we're complaining about it because we don't like to see the same shit every day, well, right? I mean, part part of me likes like I'm with so so I land in the middle. I like Dunaway's idea of an expanded universe, a a uh, Stephen Kingiverse where he's got all this stuff and the Crimson King is involved somehow in in many stories, or there's crossovers with Randall Flagg in both Dark Tower and The Stand, two of my favorite book things ever made. Um, so I'm into that. I think that's fun and and all that. I just found this. Let's say it this way. I found this adaptation really tonally just all over the place because one minute they're funny. The next minute it's horrifying. The next next minute it's just gross. And the next minute it's funny again. And it's not in a way that's cohesive. It feels like, right. like they never quite knew which one they were going to make. And they ended up just kind of making them all. And in the edit room, they just had... They had too much desperate or disparate tone moments, and so they just said, "Well, let's just mash them together and see what happens." And what came out on the other end is just a weird ass. Like I, part of it's like I a been, government. Let's get the aliens movie, like a Bruckheimer <laughs> movie. Somehow that's in there, and it's just wedged in weird, and it, right. it left me very. I don't know. I'm really torn about the movie because on the one hand, I think it is of all the movies we've seen on FilmSec, I think this might be the most modern example of a movie that we would see now normally from the eighties and go, Oh my gosh, can you believe they made killer clowns from outer space? What a cheese bag film fest. <laughs> right, this is, right. this felt like the closest thing we have to something that's made 
much, much more recently, but right. but to we'll be looked at this that. way. Yeah. Like yeah. in 20, 30 right. years, people are going to look at this movie and go, what the shit were they doing? Two, 2003 production quality mixed with 1988 sensibilities. Yeah. It's just, yeah. But I think this, I think this movie is more, this is more like a Stephen King book than I've seen in a while. Mm, yeah. Yes, yeah. To me. I'll give you that. Sure. Yes. The movie is quite faithful to the book. Yeah. And, right. and you know, like I, I felt again, I can't stop thinking about it because mm -hmm. it was also faithful to the book, but it took liberties where it needed to, to be a better film. For example, mm -hmm. the thing we, I think most people like about it is that it has this pacing of comic relief and it's scattered out throughout the film, almost on a cadence. Mm -hmm. you, you have something scary, you have comic relief, you have something scary, comic relief. Yeah. And the audience really enjoyed it in my screening of of this movie same um i, I this movie uh, uh dreamcatcher the uh, you know it's it the book is not filled with comedy trust me mm, it, right the, the right. book dreamcat dreamcatcher also isn't uh it and and so this movie had to find it where it could and it just fell on its face like it didn't ever <laughs> have that that pacing that you know yeah every that, once that in a while jason lee would say something i'd laugh and that'd be about it but then later yep. like I know I'm supposed to take things seriously like the British accented alien head a voice that's inside of the, the Band of Brothers guy's head. Right. But I can't take that seriously. That would just seem dumb and off the wall and what a waste of time that was. Like, why are you even doing that? Now, in the book, I, I can just see it in the book. Like, it, it'll work because the way right. Stephen King explains these things to you in words makes sense and it fits the world and you're like, it, you know, like how how he would perceive this possession and all that other stuff. I totally get that, but trying to translate that directly to film is a nightmare. And I'll say this this other thing. Lawrence Kasdan must have never worked with children before in his life because <laughs> these are the worst wow. kid actors of all time. Wow. They're yeah. so right. bad. So bad. And yeah. they and they I keep flashing back and forth. Worst. Well, give me a ben, another example you can think of that we've seen on the show of bad kid Oh, actors. my gosh. I mean, take Troll any... Too. <laughs> three three ninjas from the L we seen on this. Okay. You know what? Brian Ibbett's right. You just can say troll two and it's the right it's any, the right answer. Any answer of it's like the right answer. Is there any worse example of <laughs> fill in the blank that we can think of? Oh yeah, well troll two. Yeah. Just have it at the you handy. Win. It's like the tweet for Good everything job. sort of thing. Yeah. That's amazing. Right. So yeah, it's it's just they're terrible, these kids, and they're and they don't uh, they're it may it really took me out of the movie it just made me go oh right that's right and especially Usually this is again bad. you know having seen it so recently and stranger things season two is coming up really soon and there's all these great examples of really really good delivery of kids acting like they're you know they've been friends for a long time and growing up together in this kind of town where where you're you get home from school, you throw your backpack on the couch and you run out and do stuff with your friends and explore rain gutters and, you know, drain pipes and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. can I have Shout a trouble alert real quick? Sure. Here you go. Sure. Got one right here. Vancouver is everywhere. Okay. So <laughs> everywhere you might want to set your movie, you can film it in Vancouver. All of the kids they got uh, from the area, like they got, they didn't hire the best kids actors they could find. They just took they they went with whoever auditioned well in Vancouver. They're all local from you know the lower mainland of British Columbia, and it was just like amateur hour when you when you see it. And I think that's actually what they were going for. I think Kasten actually liked the that quality of the kid actors seeming like 
You know, he was like off. They polished. He, was, he was wrong then because they were. <laughs> he was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was so off. Because I understand what he wants. He yeah. wants like raw interaction, but what you got instead was really unconvincing looks and faces and emoting. And it's just, it came off as completely plastic and like yeah. worse than an after school special kind of thing. And, and Brian is right in the shadow of recent things. I mean, I feel like you almost have to retroactively, after watching this, I say give the Super 8 kids Oscars because good right. Lord. Retroactive. Um, I want to talk about something that I've heard more and more from younger people. I watched this uh, about a month ago with my 19 year old Mm. and uh, he was unimpressed with the 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 uh, with the scare factor, as well as I've heard people complain that uh, it was not as scary as it was just creepy, weird, creepy. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like. I'm trying to figure out what this generation's fears are and its representation because it's definitely different than what we grew up with. We grew up with uh, gore, body gore, a lot of that kind of slasher type of film. Mm-hmm. And now we've moved into more like the Slender Man ring kind of and uh, found footage well, kind of films. Mm-hmm. And so they seem to find that's more scary and this kind of stuff just ridiculous. Mm. Now what really scares this generation is a $150,000 student loan and no job. Ah, true story. <laughs> Make true a story. movie about that. Ding, 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 ding. Right. Oh, I Big bet crush. you there's plenty yeah. of those movies being made soon. Uh, but, but, but I'll, but okay. So I talked to my, <clears throat> my sister's, a, my sister's a psychologist and we've talked about this very issue. And oh, she really? has she has a theory. She thinks that, and I think I agree with her after talking about it at length. It's just our opinions. It's not really based on science or anything. But uh, we have this idea that the movies that you and I grew up with or the movies that we saw a lot back in the day were slasher, horror, body horror, that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of blood and it was right. a lot of showing you what was scary. It was Freddy with his knives ripping through your gut or or whatever. And she thinks that it's cyclical in, in the sense that when you get to the next generation, they that stuff doesn't do it for them anymore. They just sort of see it and mm-hmm. go, oh, all right, well, whatever. It looks dated, right? It looks dated. It's not really scary. It's just sort of like expected. It might be still fun, you know, to, to watch Jason off 15 people and how he's going to do it. But at the end of the day, you weren't really scared. What, they, what scares them is the unseen or the mm-hmm. unexplainable. Something like Slender Man or something like The Ring or The Host or something where not the host. I'm thinking of danger else. is lurking around the corner and it is almost faceless. Yeah, and it's we had, shadowy. We had very, it's, it's shadowy, yeah. and and sometimes the stuff that scares them the most are things that happen off screen that you don't see. That's it's they're back to their imagination as being the place where the real horror happens. And so I, she thinks that's the stage that we that we shifted to in this kind of entertainment. We've gotten to a right. place where it's just seeing Freddy rip somebody open is not nearly as scary as exploring why Freddie does it in the first place or, mm. or, or what is that shadow and why can I only see it? Right. Or, you know, like the, yeah. the, some, or we the, were, the haunt, haunted movies are having a huge uh, comeback right now, like haunted house movies. Right. And that's because of that. It's like, we need stuff. You can't explain the Babadook's a good example. And that movie right, scared right. the shit out of me. Um, I thought mm-hmm. that thing was genuinely most of freaky. our, most of our uh, creatures and scary baddies were all generated by our parents. Our parents were all the uh, reasons why these bad guys became. So Freddy was because uh, a bunch of parents went out and burnt uh, up up some uh, you know child predator, and then uh, what was it? Jason. He was he was the product of uh, teenagers picking on a kid, but it was still because of his 
his mom and some mom, kind of relationship. Yeah, I forget what that was. Yeah, in, yeah. In the eighties, adults were all terrified of the occult and Satanism, so Hellraiser comes along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, mm-hmm. sure. But it's stuff. it's just funny because they it, to see it flip like this is interesting because it's not that they're. I wouldn't even say they're so much desensitized. It just we can fully render things now that look so real that they're that we know they're fake. In other words, right. here's here's a dinosaur using current CGI tech. And there's absolutely no distinction between that sweaty, dripping, horrible lizard creature and a real thing. Right. And then then nothing becomes real. And I think they would prefer to be freaked out by stuff that's not fully formed, not fully rendered, not exactly yeah. right in front of you. And that's, right. you know, that's, that makes sense. So I think that's yeah. probably where we're at. And this movie, eh, whatever, it was more gross than scary. Yeah, this mo- th- definitely a lot of gross scenes. I mean, something about Stephen King and soup and farts it, it just <laughs> all of it just kind of gels into this nasty mm-hmm. bleh, yeah yeah that's yeah. pretty gross like the, the minute bad. the guy started going and having all of his issues i thought oh no where, where, where I, are we gonna end up here and i, I really didn't know how I, bad I that quit, was gonna get i quit my list of what gross scott out about 15 right. minutes in <laughs> i was like ah, i'll never figure it out well, yeah, that's true. It was a kind of a, a, a beggar's banquet of uh, choices for that one. So it's funny right. you guys say that because I actually do. I wrote down what grossed me out, but you're also on the right track with what you're saying about how there's so much to be gross. You just give up. So, I, just, I don't understand I, I, something. Uh, what's his name? Jonesy gets to the cabin. Is it Jonesy? No, wait. The, uh, redhead. One, whoever gets the redhead. Redhead's Jason. Jonesy. No, Jason yeah, Lee gets to the cabin Beaver. and, Beaver. and the in, infected dude is sitting there farting. And he's like, ooh, I got to open a window. And then he walks to the window and he doesn't open it. What yes. did you open the, open the window? <laughs> I didn't like, open the window, no. I, I was freaking out in that moment that he <laughs> approaches the window and then turns back. Like, no, you open that. That's the most important thing you do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was weird. It was pretty, it was pretty nasty. <laughs> well, right, you're, so you're... I'm, I'm going to take the guess at what Gross got out the most. All right. And it's going to be when uh, when the fat dude's sitting on the toilet, mm-hmm. uh, dumping his guts out. Make a little room, <laughs> and uh, and uh, Jason Lee pushes him over mm-hmm. with his foot, and it's his big bloody bum hole kind of facing <laughs> out towards bloody them. Bloody bum hole. <laughs> yeah, look at your baboon back there. All right, <laughs> really so crazy. that one is my specific grossest moment. So congratulations, Perfect. you nailed it. Oh, good job. <laughs> However, I had a more overall one that I think is more appropriate, which is all I could think about through this movie was how bad everything must smell everywhere. Nah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so right. bad. Everything must red, smell bad. It was all bean farts, too. Whatever it is, and yeah. I'll tell you what, yeah. Beaver, I love you, Jason Lee. I like this character, but I don't care how important your toothpicks are to you. <laughs> you sit hey. there and you hold that thing down and you don't give a crap about those things, even if your toothpicks landed on one right. of the tiles that didn't happen to be covered in bloody poo smear. Right. You still, that, it's a bathroom floor. You don't it, use those again, ever. Right. Isn't right. that what horror is supposed to be about, though? You screaming at the screen, don't do it, you idiot, don't do it. <laughs> it is, it is. Don't yes and no. I mean, it's supposed to be something like, oh, my God, I would totally do that. And don't do that. Don't do that. I, you know, I'd have to resist the urge myself not to do that. But, yeah. Even if the floor wasn't covered with that stuff. Right. It is a bathroom floor. Would and you're you going to pick that toothpick up and put it in your mouth? Yeah. No. Would you ever go into a basement if you thought there was somebody down there? I mean, just plain out in some no. places in a way. It's like, no, forget no. it. No, <laughs> I just no walk way. in the basement and call the police. That's yeah. all, I, all right. I need to do. <laughs> all 
I mean, I wouldn't hey. be in this cabin in the first freaking place. That right. place is did, weird. It's too hard to get in and out of there. Just get the H out. Don't be there. The hole in the wall. Yeah. Did you Did you guys yeah. used to do this during the 80s? Uh, we did a lot. Uh, we used to soak our toothpicks in cinnamon yes. oil. Oh, yep. yeah. All the time. Oh, I used to love it. <laughs> I used to love it. I'd love it now. Yes, you can get like... You could get as many of those as you wanted to from like the yeah. Shonies. Just you know the little plastic <laughs> before, wrap. Right. But before that, before they were packaged for you at the convenience store, yeah. we used to make them ourselves. Yeah, same. The and same that's why I thought I never did he, had, that. he had that in that little container, and that's what made think made me think it. It's like, oh, so he's got those are special toothpicks. Yeah. These aren't just plain old nasty toothpicks. Those are flavorful. You think that's what was going right? on? They were probably mint mm. or some shit. Here's yeah. here's the yeah. funny yeah. thing. When we when I was a teenager, we used to do this. We put it in cinnamon oil. But the way we would hurry up the process so they weren't like wet or, you know, soggy right. or whatever, uh, we'd microwave them, put them all out on a plate, line them up parallel to each other. <laughs> and we'd microwave them for like a minute and a half and it would solidify them and make them permanently that flavor. Yep. And wow. then I'd suck on those all week, man. Mm. Tina's yep. uh, Tina's dad is uh, is one of those people that always has a toothpick in his mouth. Like, oh. always. Do you think he'd lean over and pick the one off the tile? What would he do? Not a freaking chance. <laughs> not, not a chance, baby. <laughs> not a freaking chance. But <laughs> he also, he's he's got to have, I imagine he's got one of those little screw-top toothpick holders like uh, right, right. Like Jason Lee, had, like Earl had. Yeah. Why was his nickname the Beaver? Is it because he chewed on the toothpicks, and that was the reason? Oh, that's a I good one. Made that yeah. connection, of course. Uh, yeah. I, did, be, right? did you guys have friends with weird nicknames that are kind of unexplainable? Yeah, we have Big Paul, Little Paul. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> that seems like it'd be explainable, <laughs> right? Yeah. right? Was there a size difference between the two Pauls? Yeah, there. One Paul, Big Paul was big, and Little Paul was small. <laughs> What? Yeah. Wait. Yeah, I know. I don't want to blow Clever your mind. Clever sons here. of bitches. I know. I was Frogger because of uh, my last name. Yeah. Oh right. Ibit. Ibit. Yeah. Really? Oh, I can Ribbit. see that. that I would. Yeah. That would have taken me a while to get though. I'm sorry, Ibit. Yeah. I, yeah. There you I, go. That's an inexplicable I had that. Last I had name. that one friend, uh, Lance, who was always giving everybody nicknames, mm-hmm. and he caught me reading an encyclopedia one time. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Encyclopedia was... Brown. <laughs> what are you from doing? Then on, I was called Compton. That Compton. was, I mean, nice. Compton. I was called Compton for years. It drives me crazy to stay. If you ever uh, spit your gum out and someone said who did that, they'd say it's straight out of Compton. They say that. <laughs> I think this was before. Oh, okay. Uh, before NWA. But, All right, that's too bad. Um. Uh. Well, that's interesting. So, did anybody else have a nickname that they were I, given? Because I don't think I had one, as far as I know. We there was a few nicknames, but nothing, nothing solid. But. Uh, anytime it was an ironic thing, it was always uh, naming people that. Like uh, I, I was, I was feeling kind of tired one night at work, uh, and this is when I was working uh, in restaurants and and busting tables and stuff. And uh, so I got nicknamed Speedy, and that stuck for a while. <laughs> and it's like, oh, because it's ironic because I was tired that one night. Screw yeah. you, people. Yeah. And then after your uh, the night of your of your uh, honeymoon, you became known as Speedy right. again. I, yeah, you're Speedy, speedy again, yeah. once again. <laughs> Seriously, uh, guys. The Judas Priest song Turbo Lover is the worst thing you could ever call your mate. <laughs> Turbo Lover. I don't understand why that exists. It's because sure. Judas Priest was confused. So so I uh, my brother did call me, I had one from my brother, he called me Noodle. And noodle. I think he called me noodle, noodle because at the time I was probably 12 and I was literally built like a connection a, a collection of noodles loosely connected mm-hmm. to make a body. Mm-hmm. Like I had no I, I could have thought I could have sworn you would have been a scooter. I was scooter for a while for some people. Yeah. Scotty potty to some people. That, that Scotty sure. potty. Yeah. Um, okay. But I'm for the most part, one. I never. I don't think I really had any from friends that I can think of. Um, but we had, you know, I had names for other people. My buddy Mark, yeah. who listens to the show from high school, he probably 
could remind me if I remember more than this, those two Paul guys. I can't remember anybody else. There may, we may have had one for our friend Dan, who was like a total man slut. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I knew a guy named who nicknamed Pee Wee, and I cannot tell you for the life of me what his actual name was. Like, really? I've, huh. I've moved far enough past it. Was you it know, Paul Rubens? <laughs> no? no. Okay. <laughs> it's so long ago now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember. I, Miguel? His name may have been Miguel, but we called him Pee-wee. He was always Pee-wee. The, uh, is, it, yeah. is it weird to think that it's more of a <clears throat> of an East Coast thing, like the whole nickname thing? Because I have a buddy um, who you know talks about his, his childhood and growing up. Oh, yeah, you know, we had Cush uh, and Spritz. And yeah. um, Mickey Flats, and you know, and he's like rattling off all of these names. He's yeah. also like, they all like sound like pot variations to me. Do they do? Yes. <laughs> and I could be yeah. totally wrong, but I think it's going to be any any location yeah. that has a large population of the same name people. That's when we start trying uh, to right. Like, I was oh, going to there's, there's six Brian's. We're going to have to have to come up with something. Yeah. I was going to say I grew up among amongst a lot of Latinos, and they all have nicknames because mm. right, they're right. all named, you know, Juan Miguel. Yeah, <laughs> at first, and so the the one I knew one guy who big one little one. <laughs> I, I knew one guy who uh, he he had like he was the guy that some girl some cheerleader like slept with, mm-hmm. and so he was then called Sancho forever. And Sancho forever. That's a weird name. Again, <laughs> I I don't I don't remember his actual name. I think it was Juan, but anyway, Sancho forever. No, I'm just saying he was then called Sancho. Oh, 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 oh! oh. <laughs> I thought Dunaway was serious. I, I Sancho forever. <laughs> it was it was really good when he was played by Val Kilmer. I was gonna right? say, yeah, 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 that was a hell of a hell of a thing. Nip, nipple Batman is when it started. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, okay, so I want I would like to ta- say that today's movie is officially, I think, the most lying ass IMDb trivia of all time. So I'm going to give you oh, a couple what? of these. Listen to these. These are Ooh, I'm telling oh. you these are out and out lies, and if they aren't, I'll eat okay. my hat. First right. one, Thomas Jane did the film because his mother, a big Stephen King fan, told him to. Bullshit. That's not how this works. You don't get jobs like that. He may have said, oh, I got this job working on this film with Lawrence Kasdan. And his mom said, oh, I love Stephen King. That may have been it. Mm-hmm, but he sure. didn't do it because, oh, I really don't want to do this movie. Now, son, you know how much I love Stephen King. You need to do it. Come on. That's terrible. No, but, but you can see it being like he's on the fence of like, well, I've got this and another thing. And. Oh, I you I love that Stephen King. Do the do the Dreamcatcher movie. I wonder when I can be Punisher <laughs> and push him over the yeah right. It right. would still be two years, I guess. By the way, a year and a half. anyone else think of Punisher when he grabs the the automatic weapon and he's trying yeah. to shoot at the um yep he's trying to shoot yes. and it's just going yep. all over the place like out of control. Yeah, that was totally dude. That's like the worst Punisher ever is now. I was, I was so here. waiting for that gift to come up in our Slack. Uh, yeah. Oh, we still, why didn't we do that? That'd have been a good one. I, I did. Ca- I captured one, but I didn't post it. Yeah. Yes. We should, it happens. We should, listen. Post them. Just pull it out of your I, porn collection and put it up there. Get it up there. And I know this is inside <laughs> baseball, but I'm so glad you guys do those animated gifts. And I know they end up on Twitter and stuff. I'm so glad you guys do them, and I don't, so that I can get through a two-hour and fifteen-minute movie <laughs> yeah. in two yeah. hours and fifteen minutes. Sorry. Well, I story. already. I already get delayed because of sound clips, so it's for me it's like not that big a deal but yeah i i appreciate it dunaway gets some really winners like some amazing yeah, really twitchy, does, yeah. like and, twitchy and weird speaking ones of trivia this this movie was set to be longer like it was pretty harshly edited Ugh. to get to 215 215 there's, is there's too a much. bunch of it's too much there's a man. bunch of like jump cuts there's spots where somebody is clearly in the midst of delivering some more lines and they just leave the the scene you know like 
I, I can't imagine how there's, brutal it would have been. There are so many scene cuts that halfway through the movie, they go like, eh, let's do something different. Let's do some wipes. Yeah. What do you want to do? Have some wipes. <laughs> no, I learned those well, in Star it, Wars, says Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah. Let's do some wipes. And yeah. I think it uh, totally lends that that uh, that explanation definitely lends itself to explain some, ch- or not explain, but definitely gives us some chicks in the bucket. Oh, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, Josie is kind of a chick in the bucket. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. rescue her, and then... yeah. That's that's it. That's it. The the biggest chick in the bucket, I think, is the bully, though. Like the uh, I'm gonna get you next time, and you'd think that there's some come up. There's, there's the next time that's gonna happen. No, yeah, I thought I thought he was. Isn't he adult Tom Sizemore? I thought that was the deal. Isn't that the story? No. no? no. Oh, why so. did I get that, oh, that impression? Would make, that would make so much sense right. if they that did would, that. <laughs> no, but what I mean is at the fence, he says, "Do I know you?" And he says, "Doesn't matter right now." I think I think that's what he's supposed to be. I think he's supposed to be adult foot, uh, quarterback uh, kid. Let me look in the in, let me look in the notes because he's Owen. I agree, it's but dumb. There's not a young Owen. I agree, it's super stupid if that's true, but I don't know if it's true. I, that's my impression. I came away with because the way Thomas Jane was being all familiar with him, and he kept saying, "Do I know you?" Like they kept having no, that. Well, that was that's Thomas Jane. Could... Yeah, he was expressing his psychic powers. Yeah, he can that's he all. can read people's. Right. Yeah, that's it. No, that's, I get that's, that. That's, if that's, that's all it was, that's totally I, fine. And if it. that and in that case, you know what, Brian? It's funny because Ibbitt's probably right, and because of that, that's why I thought that's I thought either this kid that, is the ultimate chick in the bucket, or he's Sizemore, and I couldn't reconcile that's, it. That's where that's where our minds try to do when when a movie is failing. Yeah, it no, you're right. To, I, tried to, I tried that's to I tried to connect it. My favorite film theory things is. is when it just uh, kind of falls apart in your mind, you go, well, maybe. Yeah, I tried to connect the two, and it's probably bullshit is how it turns out. Right. But that's okay. Did you have more <laughs> trivia, though? You said yeah, I that, did. That here's was... some other dumb ones I think are lies, okay? Here's here's one. Stephen King sold the movie rights for $1. Bullshit. <laughs> right. Why would he do that? There's I no mean, reason. Because it's they, trash. No. Sometimes, sometimes I don't folks, have any medical bills right now. <laughs> sometimes, folks, when you write trivia, you need to explain how in the world it works. Yeah. That doesn't work. Yeah. Right. Uh, the third one I saw is maybe not so much unbelievable as it is. I don't know. It feels like somebody assigned this to it. But to per- portray Mr. Gray speaking through Jonesy, Damian Lewis, the actor, did an impression of Malcolm McDowell. Really? Mm-hmm. Could you just pick any right. British name out of yeah. the bo- a box and yeah, say yeah, that's the guy I was doing? That I could see, though. Because, I mean, when you do impressions... You even if it's like trying to impress, uh, do just like a, a general Cockney accent. You might say, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Adele accepting some <laughs> Grammys or something," and then use that as my reference. Ibit just revealed something about his impression skills. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, yes. oh, yeah. yeah, totally did. <laughs> Please do. Yes. Okay, this final one has to be a lie. All of the major male parts were thought to have been played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone. No, I'm just kidding. I'm making this one. Right. <laughs> when you said male parts portrayed, I thought you major were going to go somewhere else. Basically, just copied part. and pasted yeah. from every other trivia. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised I didn't see that one in there. All right. We can talk about those guys for just a sec, though. So I, I'm a giant fan of, of Raylan Givens there, uh, whose name escapes me. Oh, Christ. Timothy Oliphant. Love him. Um, I really like Jason Lee. I like Damian Lewis. And I really like... Uh, Tom, or uh, Thomas Jane, who's apparently great in this new Stephen King Netflix thing that's set in the 30s. Was it 1932? It's called. This is, this is what we're hearing. Yes. I keep hearing great things about that. Mm, so cool. clearly he can do it. He was also great in The Mist, another Stephen King joint. Um, uh, I like all these guys a lot. So for me, I was stoked on that level alone. Just like I love these actors. Um, there are moments where I'm like, okay, they're this is good, and then there are moments where I'm like this is really really bad. 
And I really was, and by the end, I was so frustrated with that because. Welcome to Stephen King, anything. I guess, yeah. Well, yeah, not. Yeah. I mean, don't you feel like we're now entering a phase where, well, I say this on the heels of that Dark Tower nightmare, but, you know, it is a really good adaptation. Um, you could say sure. Stranger Things exists because of Stephen King. Like, we're finally getting to a place where we're doing it right. He's getting old. Look, there's a this chance. Is, this has been this has been Stephen King's entire legacy. Here's a piece of poo. Here's a gym. Poo, gym. Poo, poo gym. gym. Just all the way through his career. Just and this it way used it is. to be poo, 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 gym. Poo, right, poo, right. poo, 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 gym. Yeah. <laughs> poo, poo, poo. I look, a gym. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. So so why is that? Like, why couldn't Maximum when, Overdrive when get it right? When you're as prolific as Stephen King, you're going to drop some turds. They're going to clink in the bowl, and eventually something good's going to happen. Yeah, we do this every time I feel like, but do we have a have we revised our favorites list of ad- adapted uh, Stephen King oh, things? Boy, it really jumped way up the list. Yeah, it really yeah. did. Right. I'm still I'm it's trying still to didn't I, surpass Shawshank for me, but it's but it's up there. Yeah. It's up there. I put I <laughs> I, would, I put Shawshank. Well, all right, let's just do his horror movies. Cuz I cuz oh, you're right. Okay. Shawshank and Green Mile and that stuff's almost untouchable. That's not fair. That's yeah. not fair to compare. Yeah. Put those in the I same. mean, it, sure. he should still get credit for them, but they're not even yeah, they're just different. So let's say his horror adaptations. I, I mean, it might be at the top of my list right now. I'd yeah, I can't it. think of something oh, I like more than it uh, in the horror stuff right now. Yeah, yeah. and it was new, it, so that maybe doesn't help because right. it's fresh it, in my mind. But. It it kills it. Uh, Carrie is a is right up there for me. Uh, Stephen, I, I, I mean, uh, Shining still, still holds pretty, up for me. Yeah, me too. But I almost don't consider that Stephen King be honest with you i really consider that so much kubrick that it just had a little bit of yeah but you don't have it without stephen king's story you know like it doesn't exist out Mm -hmm. otherwise i mean i guess kubrick could have made something else but i I think it counts though it's a horror i I could see that but okay so i definitely think that carrie it this movie Dreamcatcher, believe it or not i really i i it's a piece of poo but it's Stop a piece it. of poo I like to watch. It's it a really piece. Is. It's a piece of poo you'd be happy to have someone force you to eat if you were a half naked kid in the street. <sighs> right. Look. Okay. Look. It's kind of like these things are kind of like uh, like Coca Cola flavored gum. Yeah. It's like I don't want it all the time, but every once in a while I don't mind drinking some, you know, Coke flavored gum. It's is kind of different mm. and uh, mm. it has its own little. I, place. I'll say I don't regret watching it, especially because the show. But also, I feel like I. I feel like I'm glad I saw it, weirdly. Oh, well, you'd have to be glad you but saw it. But I don't this. think it's at all good. I think it's really, really terrible and a misfire. Sure. And even Kasdan himself says publicly that this really dinged his career for a while. He couldn't yeah. get projects made. A couple of movies he wanted to do, nobody would give him funding for. This was a huge flop at the box office. Mm-hmm. Uh, critically, it, people panned it. So, yeah. It's funny so because uh, because King King was praising it right before it came out because he was still high. <laughs> but a couple of years after, after he sobered up, he's like, what the hell was I doing? Yeah. Yeah. Bad. And he was not only, I mean, under his own admission, he was taking a lot of painkillers and fully addicted. Like he had become a dependent right. on these on these pain pills and really messed with them. He was considering not writing anything anymore after that. Like this was almost the end of Stephen King. So uh, right. this era. So mm-hmm. my my method for getting to the answer to the question is to ask myself, was this horror film something that I really need them to remake or to sequelize Ooh. to make it better. So like before a month ago, I would have said that about it, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. any any previous pro, you know, production of it 
I'm like, oh, wow, they need to remake that and make a good version. Yeah. Now I've reached there, so I'm like, okay, that explains I don't need any more it ever. Mm, like, right. that's good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel that way about I feel that way about Misery. Mm-hmm. If someone said they were remaking Misery, I'd be like, why? It's good yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. It's just fine. Misery's yeah, misery great. Misery's a great example. Yeah. Forgot about <laughs> yeah. Misery. I, I hate to. Okay. I got a question for you guys. It's kind of on topic, kind of off topic. But while we're talking about why make a remake, on Twitter uh, this past week, uh, people were kind of up in arms because Disney Channel, not Disney movies, but Disney mm-hmm. Channel announced that they're going to remake Hocus Pocus. People are a little upset because they hold Hocus Pocus very dearly. Ugh. I do as well. Freaking nineties kids, man! Bunch of weirdo nineties kids. I love Hocus Pocus. It's, it's, I watch it just about every year. However, <laughs> I gotta look this up. I have no how, idea what you're talking. How really? It's a Bette Midler. Oh, it's great. It's uh, so much fun. You've never seen it. You gotta. I can't see even it. remember who the other two women are. Sarah Jessica Parker, Bette oh, Midler. Yeah. It's it's got it. such it's got such charm. It's a really good movie if you've never seen it. It's got a lot of charm. It's a lot of fun. It's very Disney. However, they're going to make a remake on the Disney Channel TV. And I was like, why are you mm. upset about a TV remake? I wouldn't be upset if any movie was remade for TV because those exist in two different realms to me. If you say that you're going to make a $60 million remake of Hocus Pocus at the theater, you better get Bette Midler and those ladies on the phone no, so you can bring them I, back. I but agree. TV, I agree. Yeah. I, I don't think the outrage should happen when it's a TV adaptation. In fact, I mean, cause especially in today's... Like probably two million, maybe. Well, plus, in, in in today's climate, you should get excited instead because TV is killing right. it and everything... Yeah. The, you know, like yeah. Fargo... If you'd asked me back in 96 when they made the original Fargo, if you said, hey, next year there's going to be a TV version of this, I'd have said, holy shit, what are you doing? This is a terrible idea. Because up till then, TDB adaptations outside of MASH were terrible. And even right. that was now, different, you know, so it wasn't, it wasn't now, really speaking to the fans of the MASH movie. But in this case, we now live in that a different world. I think TV right. is exciting. And if you tell me that, I'm stoked. So I don't get that criticism. That's weird. I think, I think most people were mad because they weren't bringing back the original cast. As a matter of fact, I can tell you right now, that's what most people were mad about, was not bringing back the original cast to do this. When the original cast said... They were interested in doing either a sequel or a follow-up uh, to the original, and I agree. Uh, I think that I think that the difference in opinion uh, lies in the fact that I'm I'm like it's just a TV movie. It doesn't have to exist in the same universe as the other. It does not make mean that they won't make another Hocus Pocus sequel. It just means that they're doing something on TV, and I separate the two. But it's a totally valid response for people to get mad about things they love from their childhood. I mean, that's totally valid. But I was just curious what you guys thought. So it sounds like you guys are kind of the same way I am. It's like TV, yeah, whatever. Well, and even and even if it was a movie Man. and they did it as like, you know, something something less less a carbon copy of the original, right? Like if they were, and it's funny because of course the, the cover guy is going to say, as long as they make it something different and something unique, <laughs> go ahead and remake guy, it. Right? Remake whatever you want. Would you, would you guys be mad if they said, hey, Guess what? What? We're going to me- remake A New Thank Hope. Spell- Thank you for saying our what, by the way. <laughs> we're going to remake We're gonna remake A New Hope as a TV movie. Would they're, you be up in arms? Force Awakens. Right. They kind of did. Yeah, they kind of did. On HBO. They, they kind of did. It, <laughs> they oh, they right. need to do something to get everybody to not unsubscribe but see, what, if you, But if you said to me, Brian, if you said, hey, uh, the long rumored, well, let's assume it wasn't even long rumored. Let's just say they said, hey, live action Star Wars uh, series coming to TV. I'd be right. stoked out of my mind. Yeah. Way more stoked now than you would have been 10 years ago. Exactly. 
just like yeah. I would have been uh, upset about Fargo in 96 and I'm not mm -hmm. today because that show's amazing. Like it's just this is a different time. I think we're ready it for is. it. And people that complain are just complaining because they don't want to know what else to do. But here's the other thing, though. If they said uh, Star Wars live action series coming to Netflix, you'd be oh great. Star Star Wars live action TV show coming to Fox. Uh, <laughs> I would be <laughs> less. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would be le because they haven't earned. <clears throat> they've lost the prestige, haven't they? Like yeah. they yeah. just have. I think there's a there's a dividing line in our past where before a certain CW. point. Before a certain point, there's two kinds of, of movies, right? There's movies that you get off your ass and go to a theater and pay cash money to see. Dreamcatcher. Right. And there's movies that, that are brought to you, <laughs> and the exchange is you have to sit through some stinking commercials to watch the movie. And I think that Dreamcatcher is a great example of why that system broke down <laughs> and why we have a better thing now. Because if I had paid seven bucks to go see right. Dreamcatcher, I thought this many times during this movie. I'm like... I'm imagining being in a movie theater right now, and I am pissed off. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. That. Did anyone see this in the theater? I, I no. did. Okay. I didn't yes. know this existed until... Yeah, no one in the world saw this in the theater. Brian. I didn't either. I saw it in the theater. <laughs> okay. He saw it in the theater. I didn't see I'm... it in the theater, nor did... I'm with Ibit. I didn't know it existed in or the... I didn't so know anything about it. In fact, I didn't even... I've not read the book, and I read a lot of Stephen King, and I've never read Dreamcatcher, yeah. so... The book is really good, guys. Like, I, seriously, this is... I mean, this is, not, <laughs> this is not in my top five Stephen King books. But Stephen King books, the line of demarcations really bright. There's bad ones and there's good ones, right. and this is on the good side. I, I enjoy when Stephen King goes sci-fi. I mean, I don't enjoy it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want him to do it all the time, but I do like it when he kind of flips it around and goes sci-fi. Matter of fact, if you have never read It, that is some seriously weird sci-fi oh, stuff in there. Oh, the lore which, is fantastic. Which, so I wanted to ask, uh, Scott specifically, so mm. you, you set aside all of the non- horror Stephen King works like Running Man and Shawshank. Yeah. Where does the mist fall? Oh, yeah. Well, the mist is definitely horror ish. And it's also a short story, which makes, I think makes some difference. A lot of the, I don't but, a lot of the best works of the best movie translations are short stories. Sure. Right. Like, it's kind Shawshank's of a not a thriller. Novel. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. It is. But it's also, yeah, but it's also big weird white spiders in the fog, you know. <laughs> like it's it's supposed okay. to be it's supposed to be supernatural, and that's really his right. thing. Is it's not so much science fiction or fantasy or horror. It's just like supernatural is the way I would describe his books most of the time. Supernatural, but, psychological. I mean, the one yeah. I want the most, the one I love probably love the most as a single tome, is The Stand, and and I am desperate for The Stand to become the next genre TV hit. Yeah. I, it could it, be. It could take. It's, it's the Walking Dead without zombies, but in a way that's oh, it's so good. They they could stretch that out for five seasons and yeah. just make an incredible tale. That that material is suited for TV oh, much more yeah. than theater for, sh for sure. Even back in ninety whatever eighty nine or whatever, they knew that with that miniseries, they knew right. TV was the place to do it. They just didn't have today's fifteen episode season kind of cable world where we could totally we got, pull this off we got over 17 months to go before we get any new game of thrones mm -hmm. and i just can't believe that hbo isn't rushing to get something like the stands a series yeah right. i mean they've got westworld all locked and loaded and that that's that solves a lot of that itch for people but but yeah i agree with you like i would i would i don't know who has the rights to that right now but i would sure man i'd sure love it i think mr mr gay has it you think mr gay's got it <laughs> Yeah. So for people at home wondering, oh, 
two things. Number one, Mr. Gay is a direct me- uh, reference to this movie, which we'll get to in a second. But also earlier when I said <laughs> fortunate f- to talk about this movie, forcing a half naked kid on the road to eat a turd is a scene in the movie, not me <laughs> being yes. gross. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff like that in this movie, and I just want to jump right to. Did anybody think of Tropic Thunder while watching this? A movie? little bit. Because no. of all the helicopters? No. No. I know what he means. Of the, because don't, of the Donnie Wahlberg character. Don't go. Oh. Being, don't go full. Being, yeah, he's well. He's supposed to have Down syndrome, right? But right. he's uh, like he's played really pathetic. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Also, not very Down syndrome at all. It just he's just sort of right. played. No. He's played like um, I swear it's almost like when Wahlberg, Wahlberg's not on very long, but it's almost like they went to the set of Sixth Sense and said, "Hey, Diaper Boy, come here. We're just gonna take you straight to stage four and do this other movie." <laughs> it's very um, uh, was it Walter the 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 brother Cameron Diaz's brother from There's Something About Oh Mary. yes 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 with I could spe- see basically that. that with a speech impediment and right. and it's anyone else find it ironic that the kid who can't pronounce R's at the beginning of people's names idolizes the dog who can only pronounce yeah, that, R's in the front of people's that was, names. Yes. That was the point of my intro with the this yeah. trying to, because we, we had established that aliens uh, tried to appeal to us humans through certain functions, which was to, you know, we, we need to protect him. Why? Because he has a speech impediment. Okay, so what what could kids relate to? Scooby-Doo they could relate to that so it's uh gotcha. okay. it was it was an interesting turn if stephen king was intentional and not just highest <laughs> yes uh look at you controlling your uh the word on that sentence right, I, well I, done. I, I was yeah. almost went there but wait i would have bleeped it it'd been fine uh, they, no, here's here's the the thing with that i don't i still am not really got my head around the idea that he was an alien the whole time Right, and that's fine. But why are you here? What are you doing? Why would you want to be right. bedridden and have the cancer? <laughs> the cancer? cancer. Like, why do you so want to be? Why do you want to be that? What's the deal? Does he have cancer, or the, is it? Is it? Is it? Is it, thought, is it right? Right. He does. That's what they say in the story. But how much is 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 actually false? We got to figure out. Is versus just alien right. breathing our different oxygenated yeah, exactly. uh, atmosphere just, kind of thing. Exactly. And is the mom in on it? Is she an alien? Is, is she an adoptive mom? We There's a lot of questions. Is she, that... is she even a woman? Like, she's the only woman in this movie for miles. Right, it's, right. It's amazing how this movie yeah, there are no women. a woman yeah. in, oh, wow. into a yeah. speaking role. <laughs> no women in this thing. There's, there's, uh, there's two women. There, a mom who there's... way too quickly says, sure, take my terminally ill son away yes. into the mountains. <laughs> And two, a girl trapped in a, a sewer. A drain. girl in a well, yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, don't don't forget about the girl trapped in the snow. Oh, she yeah. never speaks. Oh, right, yeah, she doesn't yeah, have yeah. any lines. Actually, she does speak. She says she it's does. a few words. Yeah. And uh, and and she is responsible for one of the biggest jump scares in the movie, which I really appreciate. And then she and took a giant in, uh, Raylan Givens right in the right yeah. in the cheek. Yeah, and then yeah. She took a took an alien dump just. <laughs> <laughs> and that Weasel, and, and that, that brings me to my other thing is it like that in the book randy where it's they poop him out is that the deal yes okay so if the if the rumors and or commentary from him are true that during this time a lot of what he was writing was to replicate or to get out of his system the things he was going through because of his accident <laughs> i don't want to know what trouble he was <laughs> where that through. came from yeah where I the really pooping aliens came from yeah. he said he said he's been quoted as saying when before the movie came out that uh, this movie was going to do for toilets what showers did for uh, what Psycho did for showers. Really? So, well, yeah. you know, he came close. Like I don't yeah. know, I don't know yeah. if it's quite, yeah. it's not quite uh, 
the dumber in the in the uh, the lodge after he had all those laxatives. That's still a very haunting scene, even in a comedy for me from Dumb and Dumber. But I, it was it was rough. I don't need to see that guy roll off the toilet with a big old gaping uh, freaking baboon butthole. That was gross. <laughs> Well, that was gross. And then the lady laying in the snow while Raylan Givens is having like five conversations with her drunk and she's dead the whole time with a, a big drippy hole in her back of her pants. Like, right. gross. Okay, okay, hold on. I just want to get it straight. We have Raylan Givens. We have Earl. We have right. Punisher. And we have Homeland. Yep. That's our guys. Yep. That's it. Those are they, we, we don't really care what their actual names are because we got better thoughts. names. Yeah. Better <laughs> names. These are better names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. See, we're giving them nicknames like, uh, you know, oh. like. True. They do for True. each other. The redhead guy yeah. I always think of as the Band of Brothers guy. I can never get him out of my Jonesy's head. Jonesy's pretty easy. Uh, that's uh, Damian Lewis, but Jonesy's pretty easy because they see it a lot yeah. in the in the yeah. film. So, right. yeah. well, uh, and you his... see him, you see him the most, and yeah. he's the central character. Did what? What did everyone think about the whole? Um, his little memory recesses being this little library that has. <laughs> has okay. some things that work in this in this world and some things that don't like he can just close a door yeah and there's a lot of work I, getting up and down those stairs and i kept thinking are you gonna I, open a door and hagrid's gonna be there going oh harry you've come to the wrong memory I like, right i like this but i may have been more primed for this idea than some other people because stephen king uses this a lot in his stories talking about setting up rooms boxes locks uh in your mind and using that as a way to control uh, your fears. So I, I was probably a little more ready to accept that and primed for it than maybe. I guess so. I, I thought it was the best user. thing in the movie. I thought it was yeah, very yeah. well portrayed. I really, I really enjoyed that. I looked forward to more of it. Mm. I, I enjoyed f- finding all the little secrets all over those shots. Like mm-hmm. uh, best thing in the movie. Worst thing in the movie, by the way, uh, the helicopter crap. <laughs> yeah, the heli- every every helicopter scene. There was yeah. it was almost as many helicopters in this movie as in Kong Skull Island. Yeah, almost, <laughs> almost. That's pretty. Good. Not it quite. was it was pretty. That stuff was pretty dumb. I also never bought that Freeman's character was all hell bent on. I I also didn't buy know. that Freeman would be able to grab a helicopter and skedaddle out of there mm-hmm. without yep. being shot down. Yeah. I just I can't right. imagine right. him taking those big giant prosthetic eyebrows. By the way, those were <laughs> fake. If fake is know. fake is all get out because when those you look at his IMDb real. photo, unless right. he unless he trimmed those down, man, those came from the <laughs> all, right. Uh, all right, the that Carl Malden to... school of eyebrows. <laughs> that leads us to my my big question of the movie: What was the worst artificial hair? Brian Dunaway has already gotten Morgan Freeman. <laughs> but for you, I mean, there's so there's many more. bad wigs in this movie. There's more, yeah. There's there's a lot of Anyone? good wigs in this movie. Uh, so Morgan Freeman had fantastic hair. I loved. Uh, Wahlberg's uh, half hair, oh, the, the yeah, emo hair the, that going on. Right, it was the bushy, kind of in the back of the nape of the neck, kind of thing yeah, going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It was disturbing. Right. He just wasn't on yeah. there very long. Wahlberg was barely in this thing, like, which was fine. Yeah, yeah but it's fine. <laughs> exactly how much you needed of the of the Wahlberg. He showed up and said, "We got." Some work to do now. <laughs> I'm just like I almost got cold chills when he was doing that. I don't know why. It's stupid. Well, I mean, that's the idea. You're supposed to feel like, oh my gosh, the hero, the guy's gonna save us yeah. all is this yeah. kid. Which is a cool, compelling story thing. I just don't think they did it very well in the movie. The movie's just the movie's full of moments like this where you're like, Oh, this would be cool if and then they just don't do yeah, it. Right, if, like, if it I'm wasn't not, this movie. <laughs> I was never afraid of those little worms. The big ones kind of freaked yeah, me out. But the little ones that, are like, All right, just step on them all there, Punisher. How how tough are you? 
I don't want to get too far from Randy's point because I think he had some more to go, but I want to get back to that worm point here soon in a second. Yeah. Randy had some more hair people. Yeah. Hair people. I figured everybody would, but I, I just, it that, oh my God, this movie with the hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm trying <laughs> to think, like Earl, the the guys are all normal, right? They didn't have any yeah. weird hair going on. Right. Well, what's his face? Uh, Damien Lewis's uh, beard kept going from shaggy to trim, especially at the very, very end. Uh, there like, was there were several shots where that was fake. That was f- a fake beard. Okay, I promise. You, I believe it. Uh, he showed up on set and he had accidentally sh- sleep shaved in the middle of the night, and they're like, "Shit, we got to put fake hair on you now." <laughs> Little Ambien took some Ambien and and uh, yeah, woke up clean shaven. Yeah, but back to Scott's wormy wormy plot hole. Uh, I was with I was with you, Scott. I was like, okay, the big one. I could see if that got into our water supply, it could really cause some havoc. I mean, it could eat just any other fish it wanted. Sure. But the little bitty worm, I mean, he'd jump in and he'd be eating so fast. And I mean, I guess you could argue that they would, you know, disseminate into the fish's body and would do something. But mm-hmm. as far as just a effective a single scare, one little tiny wheel yeah. making yeah. its yeah. way in there. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's no. it's one of the best examples of Stephen King really didn't think this through. <laughs> like like it really like a lot of times he just put something out there and then you figure it out for yourself. Oh, I see yeah. how that works. Mm-hmm. But this time he put something out there that makes zero sense, which is that aliens keep invading us in the woods and we're able to contain them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just a little hard to yeah. believe. Also, the I will I do tell you I do I liked the alien portrayals because they they hopped around a lot, but the alien portrayals were kind of really effective as far as mm. making me feel uneasy, especially like when uh, the, the ship, when they're, when they're approaching the ship, the military blue boys are approaching the ship oh, and yeah. those, those aliens are outside and they're all got this, Help you know, Help me. Jesus, we're just yeah. so innocent. We don't need anything. And uh, so, and then all of a sudden they just, you know, as they get closer, they just turn around and haul butt and it's just, Ooh, and I don't know. Something the big mean, yeah, yeah. Everything, every alien in here, even dead, it's, Looked like a turd with teeth. Yeah, they did. Yeah, really turd, did. Turd teeth yeah. for sure. Good turd. thing. Good thing like they were all coming brown, out of butts. Like, like big, big old lumpy pieces. turds with teeth. Yeah, and right. they, and I know they didn't get into this. I don't know if the book does, but do we? Is it like this long-standing feud between the Mister Gray type alien and whatever the alien right. Duddits was? Because that's blue int- versus gray. Is that what we're trying to? I was, I was really looking for something. <laughs> right. I know, but gray they, was brown. <laughs> but Mister Gray, you know, they they called them the gray boys and different yes. things, and right. they kept going, you know. And then of course they set up the whole blue team, you know. And and I, I thought he was trying to go for something there, and I kept trying to find little threads to pull on, but there was nothing. Yeah, these dr- nothing. drugs, it's drugs, <laughs> drugs. That's yeah. exactly right. It kind of. I, I hate to say this, and please don't take me seriously, listeners, but it <laughs> it made me, I kind of want to take some opiates and see what happens if you give me a yeah. pencil. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I just kind of, I don't know. It's, wanna, I like, the, don't the, do this, but get, I kind of want to. Get Randy a stack of Percocet, a, a Percocet, a, a big legal pad and a pen, and we'll see what comes out. Yeah. I think yeah. you have to have some real skill <laughs> to, to, to bend that with some opioids and still come There's, up with something that's at least... Halfway there's, a gr- there's a joke from Bill Maher that has always stuck with me. It's uh, I've never taken heroin. I don't want to take heroin, but heroin did not do anything bad for my record collection. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good story. point. It's a good point. Although I hate Bill Maher, yeah. but anyway, that's a different story. Yeah, right. you're right. <laughs> Drives well, let's, me crazy. Let's talk about Bill Maher. It's a smarmy, big nose butthole. Okay, check this out. Oh, I got a, I got one for you here. Sure. Uh, and it's maybe a Stephen King trope more than anything, but I call this one the batman villain trope or what uh, would a batman villain do and that would be 
the ultimate problem is we're trying to poison the water supply. Right. And they yeah, totally, so I, I hate 60's that. 60s Batman at that. I freaking hate it. D- it's like, how are you going to get everybody? It's a DC so they, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was the whole <laughs> Batman 1966 thing was that they wanted to put um, Joker fluid in the water supply so that Joke everyone fluid. would be. Would be <laughs> I'm putting yeah. my Joker fluid in here. Doesn't it? <laughs> right. And I'll bet you there's a, I'll bet you there's a Lex Luthor story where he tries to poison water to make everybody leave some land that he wants to buy um, see th- this this goes back to my my uh concept that stephen king was not only high on drugs he's also <laughs> watching a lot of daytime tv yeah probably a lot of reruns of batman <laughs> scooby-doo he's probably also on on oxy watching Beaver, it, the uh the uh yeah, the tim TV curry series. adaptation <laughs> and saying Oh, I could do another story. I could do a story like that. Whatever I'm watching here, this is interesting. I'll do a story like that. They haven't done lately. Clowns <laughs> with some with some va- va- uh, vagina dentata uh, sewer weasels. <laughs> they were kind of vagina dentata. Dentata. Right. What is it? Dentata. They, there you go. Vagina dentata. They were just like what a wonderful right? phrase. Like, my favorite album, by the way. Yeah, I was gonna say it's my favorite song on the Lion King uh, soundtrack. <laughs> Vagina v- dentata. Come on, sing it with me. No, okay. No, no. no. Hey, you, also, the, the this may be the worst movie for me trying to put the name of the movie together with the movie. They talk oh, yeah. about Dreamcatchers. They have a Dreamcatcher. They even refer to themselves. Is kind of a collective dream catcher, but I didn't quite understand why. Yeah, yes, and they never right. explain. What the hell? Yeah, yes. they why? never also explain how the. Do they? Maybe I missed it. You guys can tell me. How do they explain all of them having these powers? They never well, do. Well, Duddits gave it to him. Yeah, He's an Duddits, alien, right? Okay. They, they bestowed the powers upon them when they he, exactly they rescued him from turd eating. All right. They made they made the dream catcher shape. Yeah, that's what they did. They all went together and said, hey, look at us. We're a g- dream catcher shape. And they did their little superpowers okay. and they got, apparently, so, the dream so they, so they gave yeah. Raylan, they gave Raylan the swirly finger deal. They gave Punisher <laughs> the ability to, what? No, read, which, minds. read minds. Uh, was, uh, what did Beaver get? I forget what Beaver, Beaver got. Beaver got premonitions or feelings. And oh. so he can, he can, and it's not very well laid out in the movie, but he has, like, feelings. Because he'll say, I have, like, a bad feeling. And Jonesy, oh, I forgot all about the thing where Raylan had to help that lady find her keys. That was a long, yeah. drawn-out yeah. way of explaining hey, it. Hey, no, yeah. if you had that power, would you right. end up as a car salesman? Or no. would you be like a private detective to find things? You'd yeah, be a billion exactly. other things. You'd be a billion other things. You, you'd, you'd see, you, everybody you, else used their powers for, for good, but he chose car salesman. <laughs> exactly. It's like, well, I'm going to be the best at helping people find their keys. <laughs> it was weird. And... And who and what kind of what kind of person date he invites somebody on a first date for fried clams? Is that what? Yeah, that what no one, one does that. that no it? one yeah. does well, that. The best fried clams on the Eastern Seaboard. Yeah, yeah, they're the best. And we then, need, then, we need and to then go. he references it multiple times the rest of the movie. He goes, he's totally men's right activist. Like, oh, women won't ever come for the fried clams with you. Yeah, because you're going to be repeating all night. You're going to have the worst freaking farts of your life. Probably get the shits. You don't want fried clams for a date, you weirdo. Please, guys, click on the link I put in Skype chat. I, just, I saw yeah, it. Is that? I see that's, the photo. That's, that's, that's all that's I see. That is clickbait out one side just, and down the other. And... But pure and simple, it's just a picture of a lamprey on the roof of a truck. Oh, like it's Ooh. there is nothing, <laughs> nothing unusual about it. Like the yeah. the 
the creature in this movie isn't even unreal. It's just based on a common right. thing. Yeah. Right. I don't but like those yeah. look nearly as sharp as those crotch yeah, suckers. They don't have the vagina dentata face. Yeah. Right. They, <laughs> the V the V the V D we call it. The V D. Yeah. <laughs> how, <laughs> the, how, the how sure of yourself do you have to be to uh to go crotch first into a fire with a with a creature on your <laughs> You job. have to be no so kidding. sure of yeah. yourself. Desperate. And not only that, you gotta pound humping. it like you're humping it. You gotta really humping. get in there. Talk about last it is last ditch effort this is like <laughs> i've exhausted all other means of getting this thing off my off my crotch yeah that was rough but again yeah. most of the time it was like okay is this the horror or is this the comedy i couldn't tell it was impossible in this movie to tell when i was yeah. supposed to laugh yeah. and when i was supposed to save on meats maybe it's a yeah. great movie maybe i'm missing the point uh, <laughs> no, I think no. If you, no it's this movie definitely is a movie about when you watch it I mean, we have some movies that are good movies all the time, but this movie, I would say Saturday night, couple of beers in you, mm. this is going to go a long way. This would have been, you know, we say this a lot, but this would have been a fun one for us to all watch right. uh, together. Mm -hmm. And and it is really funny because based on when I see the gifts going into Slack and when I hear yeah, the, yeah. us talking about it, we kind of are watching it around yeah. the same time. All four of us. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and we She's have a little commentary. Tight. If you guys could see our back and forth on, on uh, Slack, oh, then yeah. you'd, all have hack, you'd all have hacked our Slack, if you could see us. <laughs> when, yeah. uh, when we eventually do a, a film sack Patreon, that's, yeah. what they get, that's all they get access yeah. to. Yeah, all you Slack. get access to is the Slack, so we'll let you and know. And that's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. We keep that locked up with Jonesy. Exactly. Uh, all right. I think we uh, <laughs> we should dive into some uh, clippage here. I have some clips if you guys would like to hear them. Oh, my gosh. If you don't play the clips, you'll be missing the best part of this movie. That's true. There should be some great I clips. got a nice handful here. Let's, let's start with this stilted conversation. Wait, Jonesy? Yeah, Beef? You be careful. Be careful of what? Wish I knew. <laughs> Shittiest power dialogue. Ever. Shittiest, yeah, shittiest superpower. Everybody gets some really cool superpowers. Yeah. Earl gets, uh, I don't know, something. He's the first one to die. Yeah. He's, he's a basically a fortune cookie or a uh, newspaper horoscope. Yep. Right. So, something so in, bad's going to happen to you this week. So in the book, in the book, they all can just read each other's minds. That's it. They, they, yeah, they have the power to understand each other's thoughts. No. And this is why they get together, but this is why they don't get together. Like they, they all live apart far enough that the Wi-Fi doesn't connect. Yeah. And, and that <laughs> allows them to have a normal life. Yeah. And then they get together and they enjoy being in one another's company. A little bit erotic, mm -hmm. but, you know, that's that's left out for the movie. Mm. In the movie, though, we have this weird, like, uh, idea that each one of them expresses their powers a little differently. Yeah. And for whatever reason, Jason Lee just doesn't have powers. Yeah. He just he just has a feeling. It's like, oh, I don't he know has, about this. Yeah. He has he has no family. Yeah. He has no job. He has no powers. He's really the saddest of characters. And now you want to know why he reached to the floor to get that toothpick? Yeah. That's all he had. I didn't want him to die. Also, his hand getting bit mm. off like that was pretty gross. That was pretty gross. Yeah. Fingertips. Yeah. Uh, here's a creepy kid. So there's this. Watch out for Ishka Gray. It doesn't sound like. Anything. Watch out for Mr. Gray. He yeah. didn't say oh, okay. the world will end another day. Watch out for Ishka Gray. Yeah, wash out oh, for Ishtar Gray. Also, also, <laughs> be yeah. kind, rewind. Something. Right. <laughs> that also sounds like a message in an airport in another country. <laughs> it does. 
does. The light zone is for like loading this, and yeah. unloading yeah. only. Hey, hold right. on. They're okay, saying so something about our flight. Off out for Ishtangai. Oh, shit. I think we're on the wrong That's, terminal. I, I missed the flight. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that, seriously, I think that you got the wrong clip, and that's a clip from uh, an airport in Moldova. That's really funny. <laughs> oh, well done. All right, here's a here's some dude talk. Got blown last night. Good for you. First time. Bite my bag. Bite my bag. Yeah. Oh, they gave him all the one-liners, Jason uh-huh. Lee. I don't. Yeah, and I, maybe I don't have the right kind of friends, but I don't. I don't think the first thing I'm doing when I'm cooking up ground beef and potato pieces is saying, "Oh, got blown last night." <laughs> right. By the way, super hungry during that scene. Potato <laughs> pieces. Hungry. I want some potato pieces as well. It was ground beef and potato pieces. Yeah, and I wanted it so bad. Here's uh, <laughs> here's an it reference number one. The night I got hit, I was standing on that sidewalk, and there across the street, I saw Duddits. Just like he was that day we first saw him back in Derry. Back in Derry. Derry? Derry, Maine. Where Maine. all the kids blew up. Yeah, and where the, uh, <laughs> later on, uh, uh, well, what was that? Oh, the book I read, the 1160, or whatever, 63 yeah, book yeah. thing had him go back through Derry, and the whole time he had a stomachache there, because Derry's weird. Oh, really? Yeah. Know, that that was uh, through Derry. The okay. sewer system is not good in Derry. Yeah, and they don't really play it up in that miniseries on Hulu, but it's big time in the book. I have um, a, uh, yeah, I'm allergic to dairy. Yeah, don't don't eat <laughs> drink dairy. Yeah. Uh, F F what? Oh, here. This is our twentieth year coming out here to hole in the wall. And f- me, Freddie. Here's to twenty more. He kept saying that. Yeah, F- F- and, F- and, and, yeah. yeah, and uh, even uh, after he died, Henry Thomas James started saying it. Oh, that's him. right. He did. They, they, they carried it on. Yeah, they they did a lot of that stuff at really weird times, like times that you would not let yourself lapse into uh scooby dooby doo we got some work to do now like you know oh my friend just died on the toilet next to bloody butthole guy and i'm gonna start chanting mystery machine lyrics or something yeah. it's, it just seems like very out of place times to to be saying stuff like that Agreed. but i kind of i kind of like it yeah, it's one tight. of the reasons why i like comedy horror and horror comedy it it is fun for me it's usually a little more cohesive though this was yeah. all over the map. Right. It was the, like one the second. The bad guy saying some, something like that is perfect because the bad guy maybe isn't in their right mind. They could just go be do be do. We've got some work to do. Yeah. You just made but that scary for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't but do it, that. But it's one of the guys like looking for friction tape and he's like, Scooby doo be do. Got some work to do now. Yeah. And they're singing that dumb song on the toilet. Speaking of those kids, uh, Oh, yeah. oh wait, no. Actually, here's this first. Scooby-Doo. All right, there's that kid. Okay, now here's those kids. They're terrible. You better watch it. Why is that? I know who you are. I'm trembling with fear. You're Richie Grenado. You're the quarterback. These are... This is bad. That is bad acting. Yeah. You almost became a duddit sandwich. <laughs> and also, also, maybe don't... Like, I, I don't know. Like, there's a producer present, but maybe don't have Lawrence Kasdan and... William Goldman writing for children in in their elderly age, like yeah. maybe maybe <laughs> you go somebody, right. find yeah find someone who's writing for TV just for this uh, scene. You're in Vancouver. There's got to be a bunch of those writers for you can't do that on television up there, right? Yeah, I mean, something. isn't that where that came from? Something. Although I really appreciate the Resident Evil Barry reference. That was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. Here's them again. Come on, you dickweeds. You want to fight us? Yes. Oh my gosh, dude. 
Come on, Beaver. By the way, painful. before we found out that that um, that Beaver's power was premonitions, um, and that that before we even found out that Duddits gave him their powers, did anybody besides me think that uh, that uh, Beaver's power was singing? Blue by you and yes. calming somebody down immediately like that was his superpower. I, yeah, I did. I thought I thought that was his uh, calming effect of some sort that he was able to project that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love, did. I love that song. I, did, I, totally I don't like did too. I don't like him singing it, but I like Blue by You a lot. It's a good song. They they talk about it a lot, and I was going to go look at the lyrics and try to figure out exactly how that relates. But once again, I'm going to go back to lots of daytime TV for King during this time yeah. and uh, lots of drugs. So the, like. Like Dreamcatchers, it has absolutely right. nothing to do with the story. <laughs> right? Outside of that, it's Roy Orbison, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that one was. Outside yeah. of that and Pretty Woman, does he have any other songs I should know? Is that it? Yeah, Running Running Scared, um, uh, Mystery, She's a Mystery Girl. I don't remember. She's a that. mystery girl. Oh, Only yeah. the Lonely? Only the Lonely? Yeah, there you go. Okay, you're right. There's others. Yeah. I just think of those two as all I think of. I only can think of the old Royal Orbison with the glasses and the dyed hair. That's the only one I can recall. Oh, in uh, I drove all night, which was um, covered very famously by uh, Sidney Lauper, but uh, he did the original version. Oh, and, right. And did a music video for some reason with uh, Jennifer Connelly and Jason Priestley before they were huge. Weird. Nobody seemed more old and creepy to me when Roy Orbison tried to make his comeback. Oh yeah, totally. No, when he was doing the time. traveling Wilburys era, that th that whole thing, they, he looked yeah. like a he was like a little Madame Tussaud kind of freaking, <laughs> just barely <laughs> moving. Edna mode. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> All right, here's uh oh, I wrote this made me want to die is what I wrote. So we'll see what it is. I feel so bad. Oh. I got a worried mind. Ugh, I can't. I can't. Oh, I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> I love really kids, bad. man. I loved raising my kids. I, I love my nieces and nephews. I love kids, but don't Wait. make them do poor movies, okay? Right. You've seen such great ensemble <laughs> child acting mm -hmm. in in recent years, right? Mm -hmm. Totally. But not That's, in 2003, yeah. though, right? There was no. It was kind of in a. No, I mean, uh, it was kind of in a lull during that time, weren't we? What was Spy was Kids post, big? I mean, was what was going on at that time? Yeah, post Corey's. Post, post stand by me, mm -hmm. right? But this was um, like the Spy Kids generation. Like there was like a time, early two thousands, maybe even late two thousands, that we didn't have any serious child actors in movies, right? I well, mean, outside of Spy Kids, there's nothing I can well, think of. I'm sure there's something. Shia LaBeouf was doing Holes at this holes. time. We had, um, uh, let's see, <laughs> he's doing Return Holes now. King. If I'm placing my notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there were all the kids in school rock also came out this year oddly enough mystic river which you know some similar things <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah yep. thematic uh, make sure uh let's see those um, kids were good they were they good they were really good yeah so yeah. child stars of the 2000s let's go oh, take I know. a look no 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 it's easy it's the fanning years dakota and her sister oh. killing it they did great yeah and what's his face uh the kid who's who's now or well was norman bates um Oh, uh, yeah. He was in a Freddie bunch of... Freddie Highmore. Yeah, Freddie he Highmore. Was, he was right around this, like, perfect uh, uh, timing for, for something like this. Sure, and then we had we had the kid that looks all weird now, but um, what's his name? The the Sixth Sense kid. Uh, oh, uh, right. Yeah. Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he looks like a manatee with uh, his eyes are too close together, but whatever. He's... <laughs> <laughs> his head kept growing and his face stopped <laughs> it did so he's not doing so great now but you know we had our kid actors then sure right yeah. i mean but yeah. I, what do we have like harry potter was 
huge child actor movie during that 2001 time, right? during the, yeah, yeah. yeah so i mean so what we're saying is we wanted a bunch of british actors to play the young dairy kids yeah right yeah that's what we're at and they can yeah. just change their just, accents it's fine that would wanted, make sense i wanted them better directed like it, yeah. i i think this could have been just a matter of getting more takes and editing it right yeah and it would have really i think it would have helped the movie as a whole it just would have felt less sophomoric in the middle and broken when they look, were on i look in order to make the movie you're talking about we'd have to totally scrap morgan freeman thomas jane jason mm-hmm. lee damian lewis timothy oliphant all these guys are great but they got a certain flavor to them yeah with yeah. this material <laughs> it I tastes think funny gonna, i think you're gonna get i think you'll get this movie nine times out of ten times if you have those primary players sure. regardless of directors sure 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 uh, this guy showed up. I don't know who he is, but he had the burps, and here's why. I've been doing that all night. Maybe you want to sit on on the porch. <laughs> yeah, maybe you don't want to. In fact, oh, here's the other thing I wanted. I had a question about. Didn't they believe that the only way they could maybe keep their powers or 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 keep the peace or something? The, the bond they had, they had to make sure that they were always very good Samaritan all the time. Did I get that impression or was that a false impression? I, I think that's a false impression. Because uh, they just seem to go out of their way like we have to take him in. We have to take care of him. Right. Like, I we, think that was just in their DNA as a group. Okay. Right. And also, also, there's a blizzard. Like, they're out in the woods. They, yeah, right. I felt like he was just pointing out the fact that if they hadn't taken him in, he dies in the snow. Yeah, probably. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I kept getting the feeling By the that way, it was like artificial. That guy, the, the fart in the Eric, yeah. guy, Eric Keenly side, you've yeah. seen very recently uh, as a recurring character in the second season of Fargo, yep. in uh, the uh, first uh, season of The Killing. Wow. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. The Godzilla movie recently. That's great. And he's he always plays the flashlight man. Does every he? Time. <laughs> <laughs> does he have a big gaping bloody baboon butthole yeah. now okay Ooh. great here he is again getting ready for that business my mother used to feed me pea soup when i was feeling <laughs> bitch in a buzzsaw <laughs> i don't know why i'd say that yeah, that's yeah. See, that's one of those that's one of those lines that didn't feel like Jason Lee had seen the script before he yeah. said that. Yeah. Like it was held up on a cue card in front of him. A little bit. Here's another <laughs> one. Here's he is. He's doing it again. I've heard some mighty burps in my time, but that's the blue ribbon baby. There you go. And it just it doesn't feel like Lawrence Kasdan at this point no, at all. No, 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 not you know, his not like, his brand. There's no big chill going on here. No, <laughs> there's no there's no nothing. All right, here's a horrible fart. See, that, oh my god that sounded like that sounded like leather couch part there it was it was absolutely but it was leather couch bare butt yeah like yeah, he was wearing absolutely. pants but that whoever did the foley work was was farting into a leather couch. Yep. <laughs> drilling it in there completely bare after sweating were, right what were they actually doing they were ripping a perforated piece of leather i like uh, Play it again. Here, here it goes again, and wait for the very end because he, the guy's reaction, kind of made me laugh. Here you go. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I like there's even extra. There's like ancillary farts in there. There's a yeah, a little fart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's got like two he's doing Tuvan Tuvan butt singing, where he can do two uh, two things at once. He's the Bobby McFerrin of farts, is what he is. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's amazing. Oh my yeah. God. He's the Michael Winslow of farting. Here's uh, the... the con- oh, yeah. He gave him a bucket. All right, now, this in case you have to, you know, irk. Have you ever heard irk? Is irk? The- yes. No, but I irk love it. Oh, never, for sure. Never heard irk. I'm going with Ibbett. Jason Lee made up all of his lines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he probably All did. of his lines he just made up on the spot, and for whatever reason, right. they kept him. They kept the I've, first take. Yeah. I've heard a cur- herk. Like, I'm going to herk, but I've never heard yeah. irk. Yeah. Yes, you need to irk. I've never yeah. heard. I've always heard yak. Do you need to yak? Uh, do you need to Ralph? And do you need to barf or puke? Those. That's it. I've never mm-hmm. heard irk ever. Do you, do you need a twerk right now? No, that I do not need to do ever. Okay. <laughs> Here's a good laugh between friends. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good. laugh. This is right after they crash the car, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Almost yeah. kill a woman. Who's sitting yes. in the snow inexplicably and then crash their car? Right. <laughs> yes, my leg is broken. Hey, let's have a let's laugh for a couple of minutes. Nervous yeah. <laughs> laughter. Uh, here's ba- bald as a telly. What's his f? This is a good line. Here you go. You don't suppose he got exposed to radiation, do you? I saw that once in a movie. Guy ended up bald as telly. What's his? F- <laughs> it's a pretty Probably good line. Savalas is way can you not? Coach I know. Him, right? You can remember telly, but not Savalas. Yeah. <laughs> tell you what's Kojak, like Kojak what's what's would be. What a daytime TV. Yeah. <laughs> for the Stephen King. What's your what's your full name if your nickname is Telly? Savalas, always. What's your Telly. full name? Like is it t- Teller? Tele- television oh, Savalas. Oh, is, is oh. Telly short for something? Is that what we're thinking? Like, it's gotta be. Tele- no one Tele- no one pulls a baby out and goes, Oh, we're naming that one Telly. What is Telly is a nickname short for? <laughs> oh, there's a autocomplete for this, so someone's asked it. Uh, diminutive form of as, uh, Aristoteles or Aristotle. Of course. So he was Aristotle Savalas. Wow. That's a awesome name. That's a great name. That's insane. Never heard of that in my life. Yeah, Aristotle Aristotelus Savalas. Crazy. Okay. Ooh, that is a great name. Yeah. By the way, I put a picture of the director of uh, Hocus Pocus in the Slack. You guys should check that guy out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that's the director. Well, yeah, anyway. no kidding. Uh, by the way, yeah. by the way, died uh, exactly seventy-two years, almost to the day. The, 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 he died the day after his birthday, but uh, who that director? Uh, 70, 72 years. Telly Savalas. Oh, Telly Savalas. All right. Who yeah. loves you, baby? Or whatever. He I loves you, baby. Give me a lollipop, Mer. 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 He's out yes. of our What is what is bit. going on with Balky here? Why is he the director? He looks is... like the director. I know. <laughs> he looks like. Also, Hippie Balky. Yep. He does like Hippie Balky. By the way, uh, Perfect Strangers on Hulu now, all all seasons. Yeah, all right. all horrible episodes available now. Yeah, there's there's nothing, nothing. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of anything that would drive me to watch what it. Was that ca- sentence. Like what was nothing? his catchphrase? I can't even remember. What the, no, you What the country. Talk, what a country. No, talk, that's not no, that's, uh, yeah, What country. was it? What a country. <laughs> what? Seriously, that was his catchphrase. What a country. No, it was what no, that's, that was Yakov no. Smirnoff. That's Smirnoff. That's not who we're talking about. Okay. Yeah, no, we're not talking about Smirnoff. We're talking about Balky this. Balky for perfect strangers. Yeah. Uh, Did I do what that? Are you, no. What are you talking about? What, yeah, uh, what the uh, happened don't, here? Don't, don't be ridiculous. That's oh, what it that's was. it. That's it. Don't be ridiculous. Oh, that's a stupid show. I'll what never was that? watch was it. Was that his character on Beverly Hills Cop with the lemon Death. twist and the, uh, oh, the oh, lemon twist. cappuccino? Yeah, I don't Both. know. What's he doing okay. now? What's that guy up to? Nothing. What is yeah? What is uh, Bronson Pinchot? <laughs> yeah, that's Bronson it. Bronson Pinchot. 
Yes. Oh, wow. Paint they really jet. are different people. You're so right. Yeah, they're not the same. Randy's <laughs> conflated Yakov Smirnov and Bronson Pinchot's character from Perfect right. Strangers. My, totally, my, all my childhood is just changed. Oh, we need, to, we need to somehow get Nicole to say his name and, and see what he comes up with. Oh, Br- Bronson. I, oh, my gosh, yes. I want he looks to like, find he out. Looks like, he looks like uh, Data beaten up by a bag of nickels on his IMDb page. <laughs> I would like to find out. That 30 years ago, there was a crappy TV sitcom in Russia about an American uh, who's roommates with a Russian. They don't speak the same language. I'd like to know how they portrayed the American. Oh, sure. It was uh, 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 (laughs) Eric Smear Up. I don't know what his name would have been. I have no idea. (laughs) Uh, By the way, uh, real quick, uh, I I do want to give hats off a little bit to Perfect Strangers, only in this one way. The other guy, I don't know his name, but the one that isn't Bronson Pinchot, oh. <laughs> was in last the the last season of The Leftovers, Leftovers, and I thought that whole thing was brilliant the way they used yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he great... look so? Does he look so sad? He, he looks, looks sad. so. He looks tragic. like a little sad little Jewish man. But he's what he's yeah. great. Why he's great in this is he plays himself, and he in this story in the lore, uh, Bronson Pinchot is was removed during the 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 event or the whatever they call ah. it the, the uh, what do they call it in the show um the the, the, the event isn't it is it called an event departure the departure. the departure no can you say that yeah departure so they so he so that whole thing is like he's kind of crazy about it now because him and every other cast member and producer and director of that show were taken during the departure and he wasn't mm-hmm. which is sounds really dumb but it totally works in that mm-hmm. show I'd love and that. So he he cons everybody into believing that he was taken as well. Yeah, it was super fascinating. Anyway, yeah. uh, what's this sound? Is the name of this? It's a weird sound I heard, and there was no explanation in the show for it or the movie for it. So here it is. <coughs> okay, can I want to play it one more time? I guess you guys see if you can tell what it is. <coughs> Any ideas? That's uh, that's Irk. Is that? <laughs> <coughs> it does, but it's so. <coughs> I don't know what really it was. Where did that come from? I don't know. Did I just you, I just heard it and I capped it. You didn't and write was, down any context of when that happened? It was when they were just walking around the place talking. Oh. And oh, so maybe it's like a, a creaky cabin board? Let's hear it again. <laughs> no. It's they had really a lot weird. of weird sounds when they were like uh, jumping back and forth between Jonesy and characters and stuff. And, and, and when they were pulling hoods over their heads, it was mm-hmm. just, it was weird. The sound effects. I don't know if the Foley person was just as high as Stephen King at the time, or <laughs> yeah. what was nothing going worse on, than but... a high Foley guy. You know, you don't right. want that guy doing drugs. He's going to jack your movie up. Here's a fu- uh, here's a weird yell from Raylan Givens, and I don't know why he made this sound or if it's really him, but this is the sound he made when he got thrown off of something. So here you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't when his uh, crotch was getting eaten by a turd weasel. Right. No, it was. It's when he fell off the back of the bike want... into the snow. Right. I want that to replace the Wilhelm scream. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> that sounds like yes. a great idea. Stormtrooper falling into a ravine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a fart lady. Oh, yeah, fart lady number one. Here you go. Can you hear me? <laughs> I wonder if maybe that's how they say hello around here. <laughs> Thomas J with the little joke there. It's pretty good. Uh, here's another reference to Toilet Man. He just dropped a clinker. I heard it. All right, a clinker. A clinker. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't think of, I don't think of clinker. Right. There's, what, what's, there's anything what's in clinking. Your, what's in your turt? Yeah. Right. Did, your you turd? Eat, did you eat pennies? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pennies in the clinker. Scott, are you going to play the Morgan Freeman rousing speech? 
Oh, I don't know if I have that. We'll find out. Okay. Here's right. uh, the beaver death. <laughs> you killed beaver. All right. There's that. Oh, here's Morgan. Here he is. The men call the red stuff Ripley after the broad and the alien movies. Hold on a second. After the broad and the alien movies. <laughs> oh, that's right. All right. Sorry. We'll play it again. After the broad and the alien movies. We're eradicating the animals as they flee the blue zone. And the populace? We're bringing the civilians here to Goslands. We'll detain them until we can figure this out. And Owen, this time the ETs belong to you. That's right, Bucko. You'll be blue boy leader. Finally. <laughs> That's bad dialogue. <laughs> Finally. Looks like he's got a mouthful of Mrs. Butterworth syrup and he's trying to deliver <laughs> right? those lines. <laughs> What is, it? is it the eyebrows? Are they causing him to sound like this? <laughs> it's slow my word just a little bit. Just a little bit. The male penguin oh. keeps the egg under his crotch. <laughs> uh, here he calls somebody something. Really? What about the shit weasels? The ones blasting out the basement door. I like it. I like that. Yeah, yeah the basement you. door. Perfect. I, yeah. Yeah, bass, like bass, I, play, I played bass for shit weasels. It was great. Oh, yeah. dude. They were so good. back. I'm so sad that they broke up. What about the shit weasels? Yeah, what about the shit weasels? Shit. Yeah. Whenever they played great in band. a venue, though, they had to leave out the back door. Yep. Uh, here comes Maples. This is a long one. Oh, why is this so long? Does Matheson think that folks get over one of those puppies? The theory they're working on is the creatures will only grow in a small percentage of the exposed population. You like that theory, Bucko? <laughs> Bucko. I think it's crap. So if you thought someone had been exposed and you had them in your grasp, I wouldn't want them walking out of here to wander as they wish. Bucko, I think we're on the same page. Pissing in the same latrine. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> All right, play what what is uh what is Morgan Freeman's first line in that thing? Um hold Let's on. hear it again. All right. The very beginning of this, here we go, right yeah. here. Does Matheson think that folks get over one of those puppies? What? What what is he saying there? So, okay. <laughs> so they're referring to the general that's that's looming that's gonna come in, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take over? Matheson, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Matheson, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, All right, that's part has... of the syllables. All right. So does that's does... some of the syllables. Does Matheson think that people are going to get over those puppies? Oh, let's try it again. Does Matheson think that folks get over one of those puppies? No, <laughs> uh, do folks get over one of those puppies? Gotcha. Uh, I think they just were like, Mr. Freeman, we will not make you do lines I twice. subtitles. Yeah. Uh, someone has to pee. Talking shit about the only perfect person I ever knew. So goddamn good. I can't believe he's a human. And... You should be singing his praises, not questioning what galaxies. I gotta be. <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna say to this. I like Oliphant a lot, but I don't think that's I a very good drunk voice. I think that's kind no, of a bad one. No, it's not. It's great. not, somebody, but I I enjoyed it. Somebody right. said I can't remember who it was, but somebody said the trick to acting to to acting drunk is to act like you're somebody trying not to sound drunk. Yeah, like you're a drunk person trying to make your friends think that you're not drunk. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a good. I, I usually hate it, so it's hard for me to pick one, but I'm sure there's oh, been a good drunk. Oh, you know who it is. There's that Canadian comedy thing, uh, Trailer Park Boys, and the guy that's in charge oh. of the place, Mr. Leahy, is the best drunk ever. He's really mm -hmm. good. I totally buy it when he's drunk. I yeah. but, but I agree with you. However, there's also the aspect where you just actually get drunk and then do your lines. No, like, that's true. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's I method, have, man. I have taken video of myself method just man. reading out loud while drunk 
and it's shocking how drunk it comes across. Like mm. really, oh, really, yeah. Like it's really I'm just, drunk. I'm just the opposite. I I seem to be. I'm I'm a, such a control freak. I think even that when I get a little bit tipsy, mm. uh, I just I, I hang on for everything. I just slow down. Yeah. And talk like this. Yes, hello. I am Brian. Because I'm I'm drunk right now at eleven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right. Here's I wrote Gollum did it better, and I don't remember why. So Oh, it's probably the split personality. Anyway, here it is. What was that, Mr. Jones? What did we just pass on the road there? Are you speaking to me? Yes, I am, Mr. Jones. Or is it Jonesy? Yeah. It's pretty good. No, no. It's the most enjoyable thing of the movie. Come no, on. no. Come on, say it. No. Say it. No. It's you bad. It. It's not the most enjoyable thing in the movie. It's not even close. I don't even know what is. What is the most enjoyable? I don't know. I'd probably uh, Earl that. before he died. The, the 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 great special effects of Jones again hit by that car. There you go. That was pretty oh. good. Gosh, I actually, you know, we were talking about doing the animated GIFs. Uh, I do those in Premiere, and I, I go frame by frame, and I was going to capture that. And when you go frame by frame, you realize just how early on in the game that was. They yeah, replace him with a dummy. Yeah, I, no, they replace him with a dummy, but the the body gets really weirdly morphed. And, oh, gotcha. And okay. You notice that the size isn't right. You're like, he's not big enough. He's not as large. Yeah. As he should be to the work so, compared to the car. It's it's weird. It's a little I gotta, CGI I, thing. I, I was stuck on such an inconsistency in that scene. So it was shot in downtown Vancouver. Where where are the where are they supposed to be? Like, uh, somewhere in New England, I'm guessing. Street. Yeah, out in out in a, a smallish town with massive high rise buildings, mm-hmm. and I just I don't know. It was just weird. Also, the uh, co- whatever college he was in, it looked like it was the worst office they could give him. Just a dumpy, <laughs> shitty. It's only, yeah. it was worse than his brain office that he had. <laughs> <laughs> right, his, now, brain his, brain, his brain office was actually the warehouse. If you go to the to where uh, the core of where he was hiding. That's that's the uh, that was the, that was the, the warehouse that we saw. Yeah, yeah that's, and, and that's where he kids. keeps his porn. Keeps his porn in there. Right, that's right. Um, Echo speak is weird. I want to know who warned you about me and who taught Pete that nifty trick. I'm sure the answers are out here. It'll just take me a while to find them. Think about letting me in. It's the polite thing to do. Polite thing to do. <laughs> polite thing to that's do. Subliminal audio weirdness. It's the polite thing to do. Yeah, it's stupid. All right, I wrote tasty, tasty. All right, whatever. Oh. Tasty, tasty. Oh, because it's literally what he says. Okay. Great. Oh, is that what when he was telling the dog to eat the, the, oh, the corpse yes, of the that dead. beer? Yeah, which makes no sense, yeah. by the way. That would imply that the guy never took care of his dog and it hadn't eaten in weeks because they don't just eat raw the the flesh of a furry raw animal for no reason. Mm-hmm. Right. That's well, and and it none of it makes sense because animals are repulsed by these aliens and all ran away. Yeah, it doesn't the make... animals oh, all right. ran away. Yeah, yeah, that's some horse shit there. Good point. Uh, what's this? Oh, the study shows squat. That's what they show. I like that. <laughs> Have you seen my Asian guy? I keep in the van. Yeah, he's pretty keep great. Him locked in this room. Uh, there's another one. Which ones, Mother Teresa? All right, and then finally, they drive Chevrolets, shop at Walmart. Never miss an episode of Friends. Hi, 2003. These are Americans. These are Americans, damn it. (laughs) They believe in Ross and Rachel and Chandler. (laughs) A giant asteroid is in his squats. And low, low prices. I call on all Americans to hide from the... Even Marcel the monkey. (laughs) Season one, baby. Uh, Well, that's good stuff. Then there's this. 
the film sack checklist goes like this. All grown men from Derry, Maine are handsome. Check. Ah. Uh, had to be anus stuff. Check. <laughs> uh, it just had to be anal. And when in doubt, hump the fire. Check. Ah. Uh, Star Trek stuff. We do have a single connection, according to Daryl Skills, the Trek nerd. Vincent Niblia is an effects painter for DS9 First Contact, or an effects painter here for DS9 First Contact and Nemesis. He was a sculptor who worked under Michael Westmore, sculpting heads that would be later used to make models and mods for the foam latex makeup appliances for people's heads, like alien heads and stuff. So there's that. Uh, Effects-wise, you know what? I got to at least say this. I think the movie's fine. It didn't, there weren't too many moments where I was like, oh, man, that really doesn't hold up. Like, it was okay. The worm even was okay. Hey, 2003, that weren't too bad i mean did you guys see langoliers yeah langoliers I mean, is bad woo, yeah woo. we may have to do that for the show sometime get our stephen king on one more time right. uh soundtrack grade to give it an f for fine it's fine it's fine howard howard what's his name newton or whatever his name is what is it brandy you'll know this you always know him you know these guys Th- Th- I, not thandy newton i, I didn't <laughs> catch newton? hold on P- oh, larry p newton the third James no, James Newton Howard. James Newton Howard. That's it. Uh, he's fine usually and does good the stuff. And this was fine. It it matched and it was fine. I just didn't walk away going, oh man, that soundtrack really elevated things. It just was fine. Your yeah, they could have they could have had some real Blue Bayou on there. I mean, they could have done some real mm-hmm. Orbison. That would have elevated, right? Been cool. Maybe. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, they gonna, could have sang yeah. Pretty Woman, except there are no women in the movie. But yes. <laughs> Why not? We're gonna we're gonna watch a movie with a much bigger and more important James Newton Howard score soon. Mm. Just oh. so you know, is oh. it the? Uh, oh. It's not the natural, is it? Nope. No, that's not him. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. Uh, t- uh, t- Twitter post. You guys sum it up in 140 characters, soon to be 280 characters or less. Not yet, though. We're not on the beta. <laughs> uh, let's begin with Randy. Dreamcatcher, give a formulaic novelist some opiate painkillers, then pass his work over to a formulaic screenwriter and a formulaic director. Add in an ensemble cast of men only because there were no women to be found in Hollywood. Oh my God, this thing goes to 280, Kara. <laughs> Kara. <Aww. laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. A commentary on both the film and the state of Twitter. Well done. Uh, also, Brian Dunaway, please. More commentary. Dreamcatcher. Like expressing something in 280 characters when 140 is sufficient. Still room for butt weasels. <laughs> nice. Are you the only person who didn't reference 280 characters in my Twitter post? Probably. I just put a hashtag in there. Yeah. There a lot of people asked us how we were going to handle that. And I'm like, probably just say that there's 280 now. Yeah. It's not that hard. <laughs> uh, Brian Ibbett. I'm, I'm actually kind of bummed that I came up with same it different day uh, during the <laughs> show because I would have used that as my Twitter post. <laughs> but uh, okay, here we go. Dreamcatcher. Apparently, someone got free copies of Morph and Kai's Power Tools with their Mac Power PC G3. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh yes, he did, and he has instructions, and he keeps them on the little shelf. So, <laughs> 03 right. would have been yeah around the G3 time, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Those yeah, ugly the, the power, the power computing power tower two fifty. Yeah, power tower is a beast. Uh, all right. Well, in that case, now we're here. Oh, wrong one. Sorry, this one. Alternate titles just handed to me. Anus worm catchers was almost the name of this. Uh, or Jason Lee has a very bad day. That was so close, but they, yeah, they ended up oh, going with the Dreamcatcher. Oh, one so. other thing I forgot to mention. Um, so this thing did get nominated for a couple awards, but the oh, the fun. Yeah. 
oddly, right? Yeah. But the uh, the funniest one was in the Golden Schmoes, which again, it's a new award thing that I've never heard of until looking it up on IMDb. But the Golden Schmoes, this was the runner-up for the biggest disappointment of the year. Oh, um, really? It was, a, it was a, uh, ahead of uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and The Hulk, but oh, fell yeah. short of the winner of the biggest disappointment of the year, which were, was at Combo, The Matrix Reloaded, and The Matrix Revolution. Wow. That's right. That movie only came out. Those two last two came out two mo- or six months from each other, right? In the same right. year, right? Same yeah, year. yeah, you don't Man, see that very often. I would love to see League of Extraordinary Gentlemen with you guys. That would be. I've never seen it. I was so oh, horrified. Yeah. You've never time. seen it. I read, oh. the, I read the comics and I wanted to see it, but then the reviews were so tanky, and it was the end of Connery's career. And I just went, it's "I'm not so gonna big, do this. but is mm-hmm. so crap, and is so I want to see it again just to see if if there's anything there." Yeah, somebody was. Who was it? Was just. I was just listening to some podcast where they were interviewing some big shot at Marvel or somewhere because I know right. it's not a Marvel property; it's a DC thing. But I think, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but somebody was talking about how that they really wanted to get that back on track. It was it was really a spectacular display of something. I just don't know what. Yeah. Well, Alan Moore. It may just made a matter. Grew his beard about eight inches that day when that came out. <laughs> uh, here's your uh, final uh, deal here on their way out. An email from uh, Jeff from Columbus, Ohio, who wrote in and says, Hey, Sackers, just listen to the Electric Cowboy episode, and I wanted to add a movie that didn't come Electric up when Cowboy. you were looking at horse movies on Google. So, Brian, I mainly pulled this for you. Uh, not, not sure why my mind went directly to this, but check out Hot to Trot in 1988. Oh, yeah. Uh, he says, I think you'll enjoy just seeing who is in the movie and its plot. Love the show, Jeff. So, Hot to Trot. Anyone familiar? I remember that. Yeah, I, m- I remember that. I remember the that name. Was, uh, yeah. That was Bobcat, right? Uh, and, oh, and, uh, right, yes. And he had a horse. Uh, Dabney yeah. Coleman. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing this many times on the blockbuster shelf going, what the? Here's your, here's your summary. Uh, Fred P. Chaney receives an inheritance after the death of his mother of a speaking horse that also has good knowledge about the stock market. That's it. Mm, that's it. Yep, Does yep. that not sound like the biggest piece of shit ever? Wow. I oh, want to so see it. John yeah. Candy, Virginia Madsen, and uh, yeah, Debbie Coleman. Debbie Coleman. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else we know in here? No, not really. Here's a here's a life pro tip for you. Mm. Search "hot to trot" on Google, no. not Bing. Mm. No. <laughs> hot to trot on Google and not Bing. You say? Not Bing. Don't, do or the Bing. Make he's sure you safe. Safe searches on. Oh, James Hong is in Hot to Try. Oh, what? That's great. Okay. I'm oh, gonna... look, you can still pick up the VHS on eBay. I'm doing a Bing search. Oh, geez. What's going on with Bing? <laughs> wow. What, what, oh, I, love when, I, I love when Scott. Now. I love it when Scott verifies a joke. Like, <laughs> I got to get to the bottom of that joke. Well, I need to find out why Bing. Because they pluralize trots. Is that what happens? No, I don't know. I forgot. It gave me results that are that are iffy. And by iffy, <laughs> I mean probably not safe for work. I work at home. This isn't safe. All right. Anyway, uh, that's your email. Uh, send us your emails and let us know about the horse movies you hate the most and or love. And we'll make sure that Brian Dunaway is fully aware of those Thanks. each and every week. <laughs> Our next film is... Randy? The Village. The Village by M. Night Shyamalan. Yep, sure. Um, I've never seen it. Never saw it. You've never seen the village? Nope. Nope. Never saw it. Are you kidding me? Nope. Great. I've never. This was. Listen, this was post signs. And this is even before. This is before IMDb mattered or uh, Rotten Tomatoes even mattered. But when I would hear all the groundswell of, oh my gosh, this is such a bad movie, 
I don't go to those. And then if I don't see them on video by accident, then I just I, forget them. I so. hated the village only because of the marketing. And you'll find out why next week on Film Sack. <laughs> as, as we continue our spooky October, mm. it's going to be a really spooky experience. Yeah. You know, with the... <laughs> With the, the pinhead, the, the yeah. Freddy guys, and yeah. the oh right, and the, yeah, yeah, he's going to be scared. Tober. Wait, which which play. pinhead are we doing? Is it a Sacktober? Uh, Hell, Hellraiser two. So the second tune one. tune in okay. all this all this month on Sacktober. All right, because <laughs> we've seen the first pinhead, we haven't seen the uh, any subsequent ones here. I thought mm -hmm. we saw the second one. No, Did we see the first one. Saw the first one. Nope, yeah. Just the first one. Yeah. Right. Does this one have the lady with the open neck in it? Or neck? No, that's Beetlejuice. <laughs> I can't remember. But all the all the the the, uh, the side characters of Pinhead, right? Like all the weird. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. thought it did. Yeah, there's a lady with like her neck all opened up, mm -hmm. and then there's a big fat guy with like uh, some nasty things going on. Yeah. Uh, all right. So it's like, is that like the Seven Deadly Sins? Is that what we got here? I don't know. Yeah. I'm just excited to get into yeah. another. Um, what's his name? Who wrote that? Um, Clive. Uh, Clive Barker. Barker. Yeah, I'm into mm -hmm. I'm into some Clive Barker, not the host of uh, uh, The Price Is Right, not that Clive Barker. No, his name was. Yeah, Paul. I don't think he's <laughs> his Clive Barker at all. Make sure to spay, neuter, and rip your pets apart with a chainsaw. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Cut them open and eat their innards. Um, all right, that's it. Uh, the Village next week, right here on FilmSack. Please come back and check it out. Then, in the meantime, you can check our website at filmsack.com. Uh, you can leave us voicemails, or sorry, uh, emails and voicemails at filmsack at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at filmsack. And like I always say, if you are able to do it, give us a review wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's Google Play or iTunes or wherever you get it, Stitcher. Leave us some reviews. It helps us in lots of ways. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. We'll mm -hmm. see We'll see you next time. Irk. Butt weasel. Irk. Irk a butt weasel. <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.